1: Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our ninety eighth episode of Talk Direction. <laughs> and wow, Kara, it is time.
2: Oh my god.
1: Literally we have been waiting for this episode, I swear to God, since episode one of this, this god dang podcast. Dawn of
2: time, I would say, even.
1: Probably. I mean, God, what what did God do? But create this earth to to listen, create Harry Styles. <laughs> to, to, to create Harry Styles and have us listen to his episode. Um, so I'm very excited to get into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know you're very excited. Karen and I have not really talked that much. Obviously, we're referring to Harry's album coming out. Um, it is out now. Uh, We have not talked much about it because we've both been, like, super busy with the end of school. I am currently have finals still to go, Mm -hmm. and we're all just getting ready for graduation and writing papers and all that good stuff, or bad stuff. (laughs) Um,
2: But how are you feeling, Kara, today? Um tired. (laughs) It's 9am, but I'm, I think that there's nothing better to, like, wake up to and just do. You know what I mean? Like, I would... I agree. I don't like being up in the morning, but, like, there's nothing better than talking about Harry Styles, so... (laughs)
1: It's so true. I'm usually, I'm not, usually not up at this time, because I would go to bed later and then wake up a little bit later, and then start studying, but man, I am up and ready and ready to discuss Harry. Yeah, so. I'm, so
2: psyched. I'm so excited to hear your opinions, like, genuinely. I, I know! Because, like, I don't, I think people know that, like, if we're friends, even if, <laughs> well, yeah, like, one, we are friends, um, and two, even if we didn't have the podcast, we would end up talking the phone for at least, like, five hours, like, yeah, discussing every actually. single minute detail of this album. So, like, we might as, as well record it and, like, have other people to talk to about it, too.
1: Yeah. We we would break this down so much. I I would love to see what it, like what did we do for the I mean, we had the podcast for the fi- the the last album. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have it for four. I don't remember what we did, but we definitely talked about all the songs. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I wanted to welcome new listeners, first of all, to this lovely episode, because on episodes where we, re- we talk about an album release, we tend to get a lot more listeners than usual. So I wanted to welcome you all for finding us, finding welcome. our podcast. We are the One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. We've done 98 episodes. And tons of them are 1D-related content, so if you're missing the boys on hiatus, I mean, it's all 1D-related content, not, <laughs> not that... I mean, they're all 1D, so you can go back and listen to all of our old episodes, and we do a new episode every single week. Um, and we are going to be following the boys' careers as they go solo, and that's what we've been doing um, for the past couple years. So, Welcome! Um, we do news, and you know we've got Niall stuff coming out and Liam stuff, so it's all very exciting at this time. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be really good. We also had a, we also have a Patreon. Um, which is a website where you can subscribe for monthly bonus content from our podcast, um, and that website's Patreon.com/talkdirection. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, um, and we do Talk Direction Down Low over there, over <laughs> over there, <laughs> over there, <laughs> which is an extra half hour of episode every single week. We also have videos that are both 1D related and are live related. You can call us and leave us a vo- voicemail, or record yourself and leave us a voicemail. Um, And what else do we do over there? You can be on the show, depending on what level Mm -hmm. of thing you choose. You can literally be on the show. And we're going to be having song discussions about every song on Harry's album. So if you're interested in coming on for a song, you know, go check out the Patreon. Um, But yeah, thank you for everyone who's supporting us over there. Um, You've all been really lovely. Um, Okay, so... Getting on to the actual episode, when I was planning this, I was like, wow, this is going to be a behemoth of an episode, if you will. <laughs> like, there's just so much stup- stuff that has happened, both with Harry and his album, plus like Liam and Niall News, specifically, there's just been a ton. Um, but honestly, on this episode, we are just going to focus mainly on Harry's album, because it's going to take us, like, three hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least. And at least, like, honestly, if you've known us in the past, when Harry did his Another Man magazine, we had to do two episodes, and it was, like, in total, like, what, five hours long or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> for, 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 a, for a magazine release. Now, this is Harry's album release, so obviously in the next couple uh, weeks we're going to be talking about Harry's album as well, um, but... So be aware that we're not talking about Liam and Niall much, even though they've put out new news and stuff, just because this is Harry's big album release episode. It's
2: Harry's big day.
1: <laughs> it is Harry's big day. Um, so and we also wanted to wish a happy birthday to our lovely listener, Sophie. Happy birthday, um, Sophie. Sophie's literally been here since, like, way back when, when we were starting this. And she's just the sweetest person. She's been on the podcast before um and she's just so supportive. Like she's honestly just so genuinely nice. Yes. Like I always just, you know, get a warm heart thinking about Sophie. So True. happy birthday, Sophie so Sophie. <laughs> Sophie, hope you're having an amazing day. Um, okay, so jumping in to some news. I briefly, briefly, briefly mm-hmm. wanted to mention that Naya premiered a new song called On the Loose at a radio performance uh this past week. There's no official studio version, but there's um versions online and he just performed at like an intimate venue uh radio show thing called amp Uh, i believe it was yesterday so there's going to be a quality version of that rather than just a crowd version so i'm definitely going to be putting that on to an mp3 Mm -hmm. so that we can have it um he also confirmed that his upcoming album will be released in the fall probably october november time um in one answer what did you think of the one word answer what did you think of the song on the Loose"?
2: Um Fleetwood Mackey. Yes.
1: Alright, moving on. <laughs> There's no time to talk about these boys today. Um Niall also posted a lyric video for his music. For his song, Slow Hands, which gives a behind-the-scenes look at Niall singing and, like, walking around backstage and stuff. Um, and he said a music video, an official music video is coming soon. Um, also, in Liam News, Liam's dropping his first solo single this Friday, and it's called Strip That Down. Um, and he's been posting clips on Twitter and Instagram in which he's dancing around shirtless. Um, the song also features the artist Quavo, um, and it sounds very R&B and sexy and all that stuff. So what is your thoughts on the song, Hera? Yeah, quickly? Um, catchy. <laughs> catchy. <laughs> yes, radio play worthy, I would say. Yes. Um, I think it could be quite
2: popular. Yeah.
1: Um. All right, so I felt like a real news reporter there for a second. Yeah, usually... I was impressed. like,
2: back to you, Caitlin, am I right?
1: I know. <laughs> usually we, like, sit and break everything down and have questions, have a conversation, but, you know, we don't have time for that for the other boys today. It is Harry time. I feel like we need the uh, angel sounds of uh, Only Angel coming oh, okay. in right there. Okay, I'll put them ah! in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, okay, so the main discussion today is obviously, obviously, obviously that Harry's Styles released his first solo album. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) So this came out Friday, May 12th, at Midnight Everywhere, and Harry tweeted See you at Midnight Everywhere, H. Um... And the song, the album. I mean, I'm going to cover some basics, but you know, I just wanted to make this a very holistic sort of uh, episode. His album has ten songs. They were all by pe- all penned by Harry himself, with a small group of other writers and musicians. Um, and wow, the reaction has just been really incredible. I mean, I've read tons of reviews online, which I'm going to read a couple later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want them to like infiltrate our thoughts before we gave our own thoughts. Nice. Um, but they've been super, super positive. Um, I've also just seen people, I mean, fans obviously loving the album, um, but people who haven't ever listened to Harry's album, like giving it a shot and, and really liking it. Have you seen this type of thing, Kara?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like all these random celebrities are just like, I'm really into Harry's album and I like love that.
1: I know. Literally, it's amazing. And I love the the One Direction um, update sites. Always like retweet mm-hmm. which celebrities are saying things. I follow the Harry News. I really like them. Um, also, uh, Styles Movie News. I follow a couple of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, Gene Simmons from Kiss uh, tweeted, outstanding Harry Styles, way to bring back the rock. And then like the little rock on emoji. Um and Pink Floyd's Nick Mason wa- uh, also said he wanted to play drums for Harry's band. Oh my band. god,
2: this is beautiful.
1: <laughs> so that's pretty great. Although it seems like we we all really love Harry's drums. I know. So.
2: Don't put her out of work.
1: <laughs> no getting no getting rid of Sarah anytime soon. Um and then James Corden tweeted, "I'm having the baby and it is my business." <laughs> Um, in typical James Corden fashion, um, he so also
2: did I'm... just talk about like wanting to raise a child with Harry. So like, I know.
1: Did we talk about it on the podcast? I don't know. I don't remember? Wow, that was a great clip. Um, uh. So also, the boys didn't tweet about Harry's album,
2: which was quite sad. Why? Why do you think this not did not happen? Okay, so like, here's my thing. Um, I feel like I kind of rather them just like text him and like tell him other (laughs) than like tweet him because i remember like um in an interview that niall recently gave he was saying like oh yeah we kind of have to tweet each other also there'll be an uproar Mm -hmm. like oh they don't like each other like they don't like each other and like obviously they do care about each other but we don't always have to like it doesn't have to be in public you know what i mean like so i don't want them to like feel forced that they have to like congratulate their friend in public and Mm -hmm. like do it for everyone to see and like so like that like that answer that Niall gave, I was like, Oh wow, like that's kinda sad. Like I don't want him to like feel forced to do yeah. anything.
1: Yeah. I agree. I like that. I know I saw some someone the other day was commenting to like Dua Lipa saying like, Don't forget it's your sister's birthday or like you didn't that's tweet your friend or weird. something. And, and she and she responded back like I texted them. Yeah. Not everything's online. Yeah. Um so obviously they've congratulated Harry, but you know, a tweet a tweet is never gonna do me wrong. Mm. Um Uh, Okay, so getting into our own opinions, how would you describe this album? Okay. In terms of, like, genre, sounds, writing, just, like, sum it all up in your
2: beautiful words. I'd say, I think it's, like, very classic rock inspired, but Mm -hmm. with a hairy twist. Like, I was thinking, like, the reason why I like it so much is because, like, I grew up, like, listening to classic rock and, like, Cause my, that's what my dad likes and, um, I mean in typical dad fashion, like, you know, um, and so the, I just have like a lot of great memories attached to that. But then with the new influence of like the love of my life, Harry singing it, it just like melds like everything good together, like nostalgia of like classic rock, but with Harry's voice and just like, it is like his own take on it. It's not like Mm -hmm. cookie cutter, like classic rock. I don't know. I think I I really like it, and I think that there's like something on this album for everyone. Um, yeah, and like there's just like the production value is so good. Like
1: it is insane. It's amazing. Like the
2: different sound effects and the different like
1: I know. Instruments. I feel like it's every so detail good. has been looked at. You Truly,
2: know? yeah. I listened to. Um, my friend has been listening like to in over the ear headphones, like you know, the big ones mm-hmm. that like surround your ear. And I listened yeah. to uh from the dining table, um Oh my god. Like in that. And I was she was just like Kara hold on because you're gonna your <laughs> mind's <laughs> about to be blown. And I literally I felt like I was like being surrounded and like the music yeah. already does that, but then like to have it like in like head like really crystal clear headphones like that was mm-hmm. unreal. Oh yeah boy. I-,
1: I would have to agree. I would say it's like it's rock. But there's like the vulnerability to it. Not that there wasn't like I I see I didn't grow up on classic rock mm-hmm. that much. Um, like I grew up on like, I mean Queen and ABBA and that type of stuff. But like not I wouldn't say like I know a lot of classic rock, um, but. If I were to give my opinion on if it sounded like rock, <laughs> I would say it does. <laughs> and that uh, it sounds, but also there's a very much a Harry influence. Mm-hmm. And and I think like we said before, as we were trying to predict what the album would sound like, in hindsight, we'd be like, oh, yeah, this was totally Harry. But maybe we couldn't quite place it beforehand what solo Harry would sound like. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely feeling that, like, where I, I'm going, like, this is totally Harry. Even though we knew, we knew what Harry would sound like in, in some ways, I think there were some surprises, too. I was, I didn't realize it was gonna be so heavily rock Same. influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after Sign of the Times, like, I don't think that clued us into songs like Absolutely Kiwi not. or Only Angel. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was so happily surprised. I I'm honestly in love with this album. Uh, I have played it on repeat. Uh, I was looking up on iTunes like the number of plays for each song. I mean, apparently I've listened to "Sign of the Times" for seven hours. Oh my god! <laughs> so far, so I mean, it's quite a lot. And I don't know how uh, accurate those like counters are, like how many if they get them all the time, every time you listen, but. Seven hours of sign of the times seemed like a long time to me.
2: Um, so, I mean, think I just, about it. Like, how many? It's only it's like six minutes. So, I mean, yeah. ten times is one hour.
1: I know, I know. It wasn't even that many times, and it's already seven seven hours. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, imagine how many I'm gonna listen to in my friggin' lifetime. Oh my god, a whole lot. Um, but I just, I'm honestly, I'm so so happy um so i'm i'm really glad and i'm glad we get to discuss this now and just be in love with harry more than we already were if that's even possible (laughs) um so how did you listen to this album kara how did you like absorb it to break it down for
2: everyone, especially
1: because we might have new listeners who didn't hear us talk about how we were going to do it.
2: Okay, so I took a page out of Caitlin's book, and she likes to save her albums over a couple days, and I um, first took this approach for Made in the AM, where I didn't listen to leaked songs, which I had in the past, I'm just going to admit that, and... um, Wait,
1: can we stop and say for a second how happy I am that the songs didn't leak?
2: Oh Amazing. my god. I'm so happy that it was all on his terms. Ugh, it would have been so sad if they leaked. I just like wonder how like how much security they had on this. I
1: know. I didn't he say he had it on like two iPhones that weren't even connected to like Wi-Fi. It was or like anything? an old
2: classic iPod or something. <laughs> but also like he like all the CDs were printed. Like you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. like at that time like they could have been like yeah. leaked. Yeah. Wow. Um Wow. So anyway, then um, I had been listening to, like, the new songs as they came out, um, like, as he put them out. So I'd listened to, like, what, four songs already? Like, I know. That's
1: crazy. Which is a
2: lot. It's almost half the album. Um, <laughs> so I, like, you know, uh, I think, um, <laughs> did I just finish listening to it yesterday?
1: Two I days ago. So. No, um, it's,
2: yeah. Yeah, so, like, when um, it first came out. Uh, I was over at my friend's house with everyone and they were like, oh, just, like, stay over and we can, like, listen to Harry's album. And I was like, uh... Like, I don't know, because, like... I don't know if, like, you guys do this, but, like, I need to be alone when I'm listening to, like, yeah. songs, like, first-time music that I, like, really care about. And, like, my friends make fun of me, but they kind of understand it. Like, they're just like, whatever, let her do it. But for, um... Meet Me in the Hallway, I listened to it with my friends and we just, like, mm-hmm. played it out loud and just, like, we're all silent listening to it. Um And... Um, I think that I kind of missed a lot the first time I heard it because, like, *Meme in the Hallway is so intricate, uh, mm-hmm. and, like, it's, like, all the sound effects. But I, so I, I think that, like, I didn't really, like, absorb it properly, but, like, it's okay. You can always go back and re-listen to it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. and it was kind of and nice. And sometimes
1: it's not the first listen that you, like,
2: feel something yes, on exactly. immediately.
1: Like, sometimes it's, like, the, a couple down the line.
2: Yeah, that's exactly how I felt with *Meme in the Hallway because I was like, eh, this is okay. But then when I heard it in headphones, I was like oh, mm-hmm. wow, this is incredible. I <laughs> This is a masterpiece. Truly, though, I'm, I'm being floated into space and twinkling in the stars. Um, And so I thought it was, like, kind of nice to actually, like, be around with my friends, but I also, like, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate listening to it the first time alone with headphones in. Um, So th- yeah. that's what I did for the rest of the songs, and I, like, split them over, like, this entire weekend, and I um my friends were so annoyed with me because they were like Kara just finish it because I want to talk to you about it and they have like they had questions about it and I would like when we would want to listen to the songs I'd be like no I can't listen to that one yet and they were just like Kara like you're the worst but um yeah it was like really nice to after I f- had finished then we could all talk about it and then like all yeah. listen to the album together and like all my friends really like it um some I don't know they like some songs more than others um Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, really special, and I just love having friends who, like, Harry and um, and this album, like, I, I had done a thing where, like, um, when I was listening to a new song, I would let the entire album run, and then listen to the new song, and then, like, absorb mm-hmm. it that way, or listen to the song prior, like, in the album track listing, and then let it run to the other song, because, like, I feel like this song is really meant to be listened in order, and, like, Mm -hmm. I love that, I love an album that, like, just, like, gives you a listening experience, and I think this one really does, um, and I told all my friends to, like, listen in order, and they're like, yeah, it does really huge, like, it makes a huge difference, um, and I love that, so I'm just, I'm just really happy, there's just, like, so many different moods on this album, and it's catchy and fun, but, like, vulnerable and emotional, and, like, Wow Harry, you did good son.
1: <laughs> yes, he really did. I did the same thing uh, as you, but I mean, you were doing the same thing as I did. Yeah. <laughs> so really I was you know following my own thing <laughs> um, where I like spread out listening um, across. Yeah, I finished. we, we both finished on Sunday Karen and I were also like texting each other like, okay, I'm gonna listen to Kiwi now' yeah. or, like and like so we were semi on the same page. Uh, I think we like listened to every song pretty much before the next person had so we were always at the same place which was nice yeah um and uh just listening and and spreading it out and once i i would do i would do the same thing where i would listen through the whole album and then play the song next because i had a separate playlist
2: same um, for
1: songs that i'd listen to so i would just like add one to there um because you don't don't want to accidentally start playing a song and not realize it which can happen and sometimes i'll end up like 30 seconds through a song on like a new album and be like, oh my god, I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. I didn't remember because it just played into it. So like, have a separate playlist to do that. um And I know Johanna, uh, Johanna, one of our uh, listeners, said that that was a good way to do it. And I think I did it with aid in the AM that way too, perhaps mm. or like partially. Um, but I really, really dedicated to it for this one because I think it's just it really is an album that should be listened to in order, and it's a whole experience mm-hmm. of album listening. Um, and it was just really nice. And then once I would hear, once I would hear that last one, I would end up putting that one just on repeat for, like, hours. Mm. Like, I swear to God, like, I just listened to them, like, hours on it yeah that one song i
2: think that like we both have the same experience where we would listen to like literally one new song in a day Mm -hmm. and like just be so enraptured by how it fits in the album by just the song in general that we like didn't even realize we just had listened to one new song
1: yeah what was wait what day was that that was like saturday right i think we just listened to
2: kiwi or something and we were just something. like, yeah, it was something, it was like, I, I don't even remember what song it was, but we were just like, oh, wow, we had only listened to one new song today. I forgot that yeah. we had like more to listen to. Like, and at that time, yeah. we had still had like three to listen to.
1: Yeah, it was, it was weird, but so good. Yeah. I love getting so invested in a song where you get to just listen again and again and hear all the like intricate nuances in it. Yeah, but the whole album experience was just really, really nice. Um, and spreading it out was really nice. And I just, I'm glad we did it that way. Yeah. And, and also didn't put pressure on ourselves. Like with Zane's album, we literally recorded like the day of it being released. So we could get it out. But yeah. But we didn't really put pressure like, on ourselves. Like literally the morning of, like. Yeah. I, I think I woke up at 6am on like Friday and we had been listening all day before. It was, it was really intense, but there was no pressure for this one. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, I wanted to read something that I saw on uh, Hits Daily Double by Samantha Hissong. I believe it was a radio show where the transcript was, like, put down into words. I think that's what it was. Mm. But this is what um, she said. Maybe my millennial peers will cast me overboard for this belief, but I miss album listening. I truly believe that an album should be listened to from start to finish with the songs acting like chapters in a book, as they do on Harry Styles. That's how it used to be. The singles-driven mentality belongs to the attention-deficit goldfish, in my opinion, and it's the mark of a listener who doesn't appreciate art. Diving into a new album was once generally viewed as an event, there was a ritualistic nature to it, but hey, that's why I still collect vinyl. Speaking of which, this would sound so overwhelmingly lovely on vinyl. <laughs> uh. Um, So I, I, I appreciated this idea that, like, you know, I, I think album listening was a bigger thing, like, um, decades ago, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't think it's gone away. I think fans treat things like album listening, but... Uh, singles are definitely something you know usually people will have singles on their um on their like iPhone without having downloaded the downloaded the whole album you know yeah um so to have album have i think to have a group of people like of fans um and even people who aren't fans like dedicate the time to listen to an album like fully and listen in order and appreciate that experience is really cool and I'm glad that we're able to keep that tradition alive mm-hmm. <clears throat> in these ways um, okay so I wanted to next do the track by track breakdown okay. so pretty much we are just going to go through each track on the album <clears throat> and give our opinions on it um, I gave some leading questions but feel free to take it however you like okay. Um so let us just jump right in with "Meet in the Hallway." Meet me in the hallway. <laughs> um, this is the first song on the album, um, and which I think is important to note. We said we wanted to see like what the opener would be. Um, what did you think of this song, Kara?
2: I really love it. I think it's just like the kind of like trippy psychedelic. Um, kind of song that I really wanted I thought that Kiwi would be that because like they were talking about like it being psychedelic but it's like psychedelic rock which is different than what Mm -hmm. I was thinking um and I just think it's so like melty and languid and just perfect I mean I just love it I think that the lyrics are interesting and like I love the idea of hallways (laughs) and just like kind of (laughs) what they represent um Mm -hmm. and uh I think this is a really good opener because it's kind of, like, um, I don't even know. I I feel like, for some reason, I still get, like, Hey Angel vibes from it. And, like, I mm. feel like, for some reason, like, their openers have always been, like, similar. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. but in the- Yeah, I definitely see that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. Um, it's, like, um, Hey Angel's, like, 28-year-old sister. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed it, and all the like intricacies, like with the overlapping. I don't know, just like the way it's produced is so perfect, mm-hmm. and oh, I love it.
1: I think we're gonna keep coming back to the production yes. of this album because honestly, that was it. Was it stood out so yeah. much to me? I think above everything else, just like the attention to detail and like all the little bits that were added in, and the way it comes together is so like powerful um and this song i just i felt like i was immersed in harry styles voice it was mm-hmm. like almost like i was underwater and also the strings just everywhere i listened for the first time in headphones and like had that sort of experience just immediately where it was just like everything is around me right now i feel like i'm like drowning in it almost mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just felt so like echoey and watery and, uh, really like full. Um, and I thought it was just such a good way to start the album. Mm -hmm. I think out of all the songs, I would say it's the best one to start the album with. So they did a good job on that one. (laughs) Um, I really like Johanna's comment that she made saying that it felt almost like an addiction. Like the lyrics and the sound of it, it, it feels like, To me, like, almost, I don't know, very, like, tension and molasses and, like, pulley. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like
2: those are two opposite things, but they both make (laughs) sense to me.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um, But send us your opinions, guys, because as we go through all the songs and break them down, I want to add your thoughts to the the podcast. Um, And then in terms of lyrics, um, I just, I thought that... um, Like, there was... I think just in general on Harry's album, he does really, really well with sort of those say-it-how-it-is lyrics that are very human and almost conversational. Um, And I think sometimes when you put that in songs, it can almost seem a bit like a cliche or, like, why didn't you try harder with that lyric? Um, but there's a lot on this album where I'm, like, I like that that was almost left kind of untouched, unmetaphoric, mm. unwhatever. Um, and we're going to get more into the songwriting as well as we go through. Um, but I thought this one, like, just the I'll be on the floor. Like, I, I love that. I- I'll be on the floor. It's nothing, like, too, like, special or interesting,
2: but I think it has a lot of um, meaning to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that, like, I can kind of see the influence from... I know he loves the writer Charles Bukowski. I can, like, see the influence Mm -hmm. from that because, like, um, I've only read a little bit of him and, like, although I don't really like uh, his views on women and the way he writes women, it actually kind of makes me physically ill, but um, (laughs) I can see, like, why you'd be... um, inspired by his writing because it's very just like plain and it's just like it's mm. put there and it's like very human like you were saying it's just like mm-hmm. kind of like simplistic but artful
1: yeah and i feel like that this this song like really represents that sort of mentality
2: yeah definitely um,
1: in a lot of ways because there's quite like short statements and it's quite repetitive which is a theme throughout harry's album i think um but it seems very like relatable and Um, I feel like, I don't know, there's a quality to it that I think wouldn't be there if this one was so jam-packed with words, more like an Ed Sheeran song. Yeah, I
2: think that, like, also, like, the tone of, like, the theme of the song, it makes sense to be repetitive and kind of, like, Mm -hmm. lose yourself in it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and like we were saying, the production is so high and the instrumental focus is so high too that I, it works really well. Yeah, it's
2: not boring ever.
1: Yeah, at all. And I think sometimes what we had with One Direction songs is we wouldn't love the production on it, yeah. so when the lyrics fell flat, it was more obvious. Yes. Um, and, like, there wasn't a harmony all the time between lyrics and production, Um, but I don't feel that way about Harry's album. Yeah, I
2: think it's also because, like, the instruments are, have such a strong presence, mm-hmm. Um, and, like, with One Direction, we always wanted that more. Like, I yeah. mean, like, it's a pop band and a boy band... So maybe they weren't, like, instrument heavy. And, like, that's, like, what ended up being. They ended up, like, using a lot of, like, synth and, like, techno-y mm-hmm. things. Um, <laughs> which I don't tend to love. <laughs> um, and I think yeah. that, like, yeah, I just love the instruments on here.
1: Mm-hmm. It had a very live quality to the whole Yeah, album, it was just, like,
2: so crisp and nice. really nice.
1: Yeah. Um, and then... Also, I like the part where it comes... I mean, I've written random notes, so none of these connect. (laughs) Um, The part where, like, it disappears and it fades out and then, like, it comes back again, like, for another 40 seconds was definitely, like, just added to the sort of confusion and not knowing where the song was going and being sort of lost in it and everything was everywhere. Um, So I think when we do song breakdowns, being able to connect all these little parts um, to see how it creates this full image of a song and a full emotion will be really interesting
2: yeah because that's the thing about music it's like you take you have to like put the lyrics with the actual like
1: Mm -hmm. music
2: and like yeah the part that you talked about that makes sense because like also when you're like uh dealing with an addiction or like having like an addiction of love I guess like you can Mm -hmm. always like kind of like relapse it back into it and that's like I feel like that kind of like encapsulates that and Mm -hmm. wow I love when music tells a story (laughs)
1: <laughs> me too um Jeff Basker the producer of the album we need to like praise him although I mean I think he gets a ton of praise <laughs> yeah he, he did get a Grammy last year for a. Uh, his work, I believe, for Best Producer of the Year. Um, Could be getting one again this year. Oh, God. Um. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He talked about Meet Me in the Hallway, and he said, Meet Me in the Hallway draws from this rich tradition of the past and of rock music, but it's totally new-sounding. Nothing out right now sounds like this song. I always love when I'm a part of something like that. It's minimal, and it's magical. It takes you to another world. When they played it for me, I was reminded of when I was a kid and first draw the needle on a Pink Floyd album I had never heard before I'm not a big pop music listener I listen to uh KLOS and KCRW and maybe the hip-hop station I'm kind of a classic rock dude and Harry made a classic rock album but that's hands down my favorite on the album so um this was Jeff Basker's favorite song
2: I think it's one of my favorites to be honest too
1: yeah. It, I, this is going to be such a hard game to play, picking our favorites on this album. I, I can't. I don't I don't have a clear, uh, you know, say yet. Yeah. And maybe it'll come with time. But I remember on Made in the AM, it was just, like, immediately yeah, I knew exactly. Olivia. And, like, didn't even have to listen to the songs after that to know that Olivia would be my favorite.
2: Yeah, and, like... I, I thought I was... I didn't know if, like, you were going to feel the same way. But, yeah, I feel the exact same way. I just, like... Yeah. There's not, like, one immediate favorite, which I think I'd rather have. um Just, yeah. like, like, the entire album as a whole instead of, like, mm-hmm. have, like, two that I really, really love.
1: Yeah. I agree. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the next song, okay. Sign of the Times. Now, this one we have heard plenty of times, according to my, whatever, <laughs> seven hours straight of it. Um, and so this song apparently was written in a couple hours. Um, Harry left lunch early and sat down at a piano, and this is pretty much just what came out of his head. Um, and they were saying, I've listened to, I've tried to absorb all the interviews coming out, because we can't honestly break them all down, it would just be way too much time. Um, but I'm trying to add in tidbits from what I've heard nice. um, as we go. And this one, he said it was quite long because they were freestyling a bit. And you can you can hear that at the end, where like... They, they just kept going, and Harry kept singing, and so, like, when they were recording, they just ended up keeping it all. Um, and when they had made a shorter version of the song, and, like, turned it into whoever whoever they turn it into, the turn-it-in guy, um, <laughs> he was like, no, no, I think we should just go with the long version, even though, like, a six-minute song is not, you know, a single, typically. Nice. Um, so it was just kept all together. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Um, and, and Harry also said that this was the song that when they wrote it, it felt like the album was, you know, emerging and like what the album would sound like was all falling into place. Mm. Um, and also I wanted to note that when Harry performs this song live, he just keeps getting better and better and better. Oh my God. Like, which, have you seen the, um, Carp not carpool karaoke um the James Corden he was on James Corden last night did you watch that performance yet
2: no I haven't because I was uh, hanging out with my friends and I haven't had time to watch it but I am stoked to watch it his suit looks amazing and I'm I just literally I could listen to him sing sign of the sign of the times live so many times and not get bored of it because it's just so interesting like all the different things he does and he's just like getting Mm -hmm. so like he's now so confident in it and it's just like so beautiful to see
1: I know, flashback to SNL when he was clearly so nervous, and you compare, like, just the vocals on SNL to, like, James Corden. It's so different, and he's grown so much, and, like, I think it's a confidence thing, because I'm sure when he was in rehearsal, he did this a million times. It's not as though he hadn't sung this before, but it's because it's performing live, and SNL was so... I mean, I can't even imagine the pressure. Um, But now it just like he's an old pro and he's hitting all those notes Mm -hmm. at the end. And he does interesting things with his voice each time. And every time it sounds different, you know? Yeah. So uh, I just love all the live performances we're getting. Um, And then I guess the only question I have is, do you think this sits well here on the album as song number two?
2: I think it does. I think it flows nicely um, from Meet Me in the Hallway. And I think that like... I think it is a different tone than the rest of the album because it's more, like, glam rock Mm -hmm. uh, pop. And, like, I'm not seeing that anywhere else. Like, the the rest of the album is, like, pretty full-on rock. Um, Mm -hmm. um, But I feel like I I can understand, like, why he thinks that, like, why he felt that this was, like, the necessary note because it's, like, a different – it's, like, a change. Like, you don't want all one note on an album. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely see, like, why – you like he wants he would want this here.
1: Yeah, I think it comes I think it does well coming second. And I also think it was a really good choice for him to put as the first single. Um I don't think I would choose a different one. I'm glad we had Sign of the Times just because it's so epic. Yeah. And it, it made me <clears throat> like confident in the album. And, like, I didn't want to have a first single where I'd be like, oh, my God, am I going to like this album? Like we had with, like, you know, Perfect or Infinity were songs that were released before Made in the A.M. And they weren't my favorite off the album. Mm -hmm. So to have a song that I loved immediately and then, you know, to sort of represent the album, I think it does do a good job because it um, brings in, like, the softer sides, but also, like, the weird mystical sides Mm. all in one, um, which I think is good. All right, moving on to Carolina. So, this song premiered first on The Today Show. Harry Sung It Live. um, And that's how we both listened to it first. Um, And then later, the studio version, obviously, when the album came out. Um, what did you think when you first listened and what are your thoughts on this song, Cara?
2: Um, when I first listened to it, I was just like, whoa, like, I, I feel like, because up until this time we had Just Sound of the Times and Welcome to New Jesus, I keep doing that ever since New York. <laughs>
1: We're going to keep doing that forever. <laughs> I know. Wait, did we have Sweet Creature too, though?
2: <clears throat> oh, you're right. Yeah, we, we did, did right? You're yeah. right? You're right, you're right, you're right um and like so this was nothing like we had ever heard before and I was just like whoa boy this is this is so crazy and new and different but I didn't really love it the first time I listened to it I'm gonna be honest I didn't even like go back and listen I was just like this is kind of I don't know I wasn't feeling it and I think the lyrics Mm -hmm. might have had a little thing to do with it but yeah um also the music like just wasn't my favorite but I like the studio version better I'm gonna say that um and I think it is like it's a fun song um yeah it's like catchy but it's I think it might be one of my lesser favorites
1: interesting
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> although I do know my friends like some of my friends it's their favorite song off the album so yeah,
1: yeah. I would say it's pretty up there for me interesting. <laughs> um I really really loved it hearing it on the today show I think there was that I think this is because this was the first song of like the sexier side of Harry's album. It was definitely jarring a little bit being like, okay, okay. And like then when once we once I listened to like um I I mean, I guess still going to Only Angel and then Kiwi cuz they follow one after the other. It was still like, okay, this is more new, but I don't think we ever really talked about beforehand like what type, like how you know, mature Harry would be on his album. And I think we did talk about that with Zane because we were on the under the impression that Zane was maybe doing it to like, you know, to prove that he's not in a boy band, which is never the impression we got with Harry, yeah. I guess. Um and I don't think that's you know, I don't think it I don't think it's the same as Zane and, and you know, I don't think Zane was necessarily doing it for that reason either. Um mm-hmm. But, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, maybe he was. Um, But I I guess I just wasn't expecting this, and the lyrics definitely were like, okay, how do I feel about these lyrics? But I feel like
2: it's different between, like, sexy lyrics and, like, tinge with misogyny. Like, you can have sexy lyrics, and I think that Zayn does it well without, uh, being objectifying, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I always hate the good girl trope. It's just, like, not one of my faves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I was trying, and I I definitely agree, because I think we said about Zayn's album, is he never was misogynistic. Yeah, he was great. neither we didn't find that there were any lyrics that we were put off by. Yeah. Um, and I'm not feeling that complete way about Harry's yes. album. <laughs> um, and we're definitely going to have to discuss all of that. Um, but yeah, the lyrics in Carolina are something to, uh Question. You know, question and to go back and forth on. I can't help but love the sound of the song, though. I really, really do. And I loved his live performance when he sung it. Like, I can only picture him up there in his pink suit. And um, I think it's one of those times where I'm like, okay, how do I find a new meaning for this? Like, where I'm okay with it? And how do I look at this in full context? Um, And, you know, I, I feel like when I listen to Wolves, I have a lot of trouble because I don't like the feminist viewpoint of Wolves, the song, um, and I just, I don't want it to always be the case that I can't listen to a song, especially when we only have ten songs on Harry's album, mm-hmm. without feeling like, wow, this sucks, mm-hmm. uh, that there's, like, this lyric that I don't like, so I'm definitely trying to, like, figure out my own meaning, I guess, um, and I'd love to hear what you guys think of this song and, like, a feminist perspective of it, because our listeners always have so many good things to say. Um in terms of, like, describing the song, I would say it's very, like, lively and jumpy and uh, catchy. It's, I think it's one of the most catchy songs on the album.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I felt a lot of Beach Boy vibes, which I haven't seen people say, but <laughs> that's what I felt. Oh, it seemed, like, very, like, California summer and, like, chill to me and all the la-la-las um, and I especially liked in the live version where he screams like, la, 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 <laughs> uh, that was on the Today Show. I don't know if he, he's done that part since. Um, although the other live versions we've gotten are mostly cut off, so I don't know which parts of the song we actually have. Um, I also loved the sliding of the voices and the harmonies that are going on yes, in the background true. of Carrie singing. Yeah. I thought those were so cool. Um, yeah. And some of the lyrics, too, on this uh, this song, I loved the towns better swim before you drown. Um, I just like the sound of that one. She's got a book for every situation. I loved that line as well. Well,
2: my friend thought that was, she has a boat for every situation.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. I also loved that was the same friend who thought it might, or, or was saying that it was about a dog perhaps yeah
2: like when she was we were listening to it. she's like is he singing about a dog like when she was talking like when he says like she's a good girl and like I mean who knows I believe it yeah I mean the next lyric like kind of would be weird if he was singing about a dog um but
1: (laughs) no you might be petting your dog you're right
2: you're right petting
1: yeah (laughs) um but yeah, so we are definitely going to, when we dissect this song, talk about wh- how we feel about those lyrics, and I'm sure we can't help talking about it anyway, just in general. Oh. Um, do you have anything else to say about this one? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> um, Oh, wait, I had some more notes. Okay. What did I have? Oh, so just some stuff that Harry said. Um, uh, he said that on BBC Radio 1 with Nick Grimshaw that... Uh, he didn't tell the girl that he was writing this song about her. Period. So her dad called her as he was watching the Today Show and was like, um, I think he's singing about you. Really? And that's how she found out. Yes. And (laughs) if you, if you listen to the lyrics of the song and, and watch the Today Show performance, because when he says like, well, I guess she just found out, that was literally him telling her. Like, that's oh exactly God. when she found out. So, that's really weird. <laughs> that's really weird. Um, <clears throat> and this was the, one of the songs that they wrote when they were sort of in a, a writing slump um, over in Jamaica. And uh, they were feeling like they needed something more fun for the album. And Harry ended up going out and having a day rather than just like staying and like being in that writing, you know, whatever. Um, and when he came back, this one came to him. So he had an experience and then came back and wrote immediately. And it was sort of the, the fun that was missing from the album. And, um, it was the last song that they wrote as well. Uh, okay. Two ghosts. So this song, what did you think of it, (laughs) Kara? I
2: really loved it on, on first listen, even. Um, I mean, like two ghosts is very on brand for me. So mm-hmm. um I I love it and I was not expecting I was kind of hesitant because I was like I feel like you might be on the same level as sweet creature for me where I was like the lyrics mm-hmm. are so bland, not real I don't want to say bland, but like they're just like don't do anything special for me. But Two Ghosts, I thought it was like so beautiful and I loved the country vibe to it. Um and I don't I don't like really modern country, but I like older country. Um but I just I just think it's so like soft and gentle and so sad and so vulnerable and mm. like I love the image of the two ghosts and I think like the lyrics here are really good for the fact that he wrote them years ago. Mm. I am so impressed. Um, I think that like the like the ghost and the heartbeat imagery like the, that metaphor yeah. is so good and strong and like it's so haunting no pun intended, I guess. Um, and like, <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love the vibe, it's the whole song, I love the lyrics, and the fact that he has a song called Two Ghosts, and he mentions a moon in it, I just feel very seen, and I feel very, I feel, he, like, he knows me.
1: <laughs> the world is right. Honestly. <laughs> Who knew Harry would do country? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it's not completely country, yeah, it's like, like there are definitely, country. like, country vibes to this, uh, which is so interesting um and yeah this was the one he wrote like four years ago or so so to have quite strong imagery and like compare it to songs other songs he was writing at that time like right now or (laughs) something great something great um I think this one uh stands out for sure amongst those um and what else did I have I thought there were really pretty images I thought it was quite honest and straightforward as I said his strengths are like saying those really those phrases that I feel like you're feeling and he says them quite with ease uh we're not what we used to be like I just I really love that phrase just it seems just so like you know obvious it also
2: Um, like goes with the like ghost thing because you know like a a ghost is like used to be a human
1: right exactly so it's like yeah they're
2: all like they might be simple lyrics but they're uh also very they all like it's like an extended metaphor mm-hmm. you know like they're talking about like how yeah. oh, I can't I can't touch what I can see you know ghost like all this just like right. goes so well
1: yeah it it is really cool imagery on this song um <clears throat> and i i also loved at the end the little t-
2: yeah literally <laughs> so good my favorite part of the entire album like <laughs>
1: It was cool. It's so it good. Was I really loved cool. it.
2: Oh my god. I don't. I want to like know what made him do that. But, yeah, but I love it. Like it's it's so good. And, and
1: I feel like those are the little details yes. that like you can like look out for and like Ugh. listen to and anticipate, which is really nice. And like as it's a, not, it's not everything expected. Yeah, there's unexpected. And it's just
2: like these tiny details that the production that the producer like put in. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know that, like, I feel like Harry probably had a say in, like, these details because you know how detail-oriented he was with, like, say, Olivia, and he wanted more trumpets. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) God damn it.
1: We'll never get over that.
2: (laughs) But this time he could, like, have, you know, the little t like, when he wants. Like, I just, these are the kind of things that, like, make an album. Like, you know, he's literally, like, dotting every I and crossing every T, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Uh, Julian Bonetta wrote this song with him because that's who was working with One Direction uh, for like all of their albums he's really great he's been working with Niall on his solo stuff which is awesome um And he said on Twitter, I hope everyone is liking Two Ghosts on Harry's album. Been holding on to that for years. Glad it's finally getting to play for new ears. It's a nice reminder that great songs will find a way to be heard. And songs can age and get better with time. And when you write a song, it's okay if someone doesn't record it immediately. It's not tainted. If it's special and honest, it will find a way.
2: Wow, life finds a
1: way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Um sounds like he really loved this song at the time and you know and now it's finally getting to be heard by everyone and people are really loving this especially like who was it uh who worked was it ryan tedder it was someone ryan i might be i, I might be getting the last name wrong i don't think it was ryan tedder i think it was a different one who worked on taylor swift's album but comment about really loving this song um <clears throat> Uh, which I can I could see because you know there's those types of vibes on mm-hmm. it. Um, oh, I lost my place. Okay. Uh, oh, also when Harry was on the BBC one with Nick Grimshaw and Nick was questioning who the song was about, which uh, Harry was not down for, <laughs> and there's a he screamed, "Help me, Jeffrey!" Oh my god!
2: I'm um, gonna have to watch <laughs> to- that interview now
1: you have to to uh his manager uh Jeff um and then he starts screaming some more and it's pretty funny <laughs> um <clears throat> so that was a that was a good time i feel like help me jeffrey is going to be now like a uh, a thing in the fandom mm-hmm. um all right moving on to sweet creature another song that we've heard a number of times um I know you say that this one's perhaps not one of your favorites and it doesn't do much for you. How do you feel now in the context of the album having this
2: song? Dude, I... The, having the album has really made me love it more, honestly. I yes. I definitely appreciate it so much more. Just, like, having... Like, being surrounded by two ghosts. I... Mm-hmm. Like, just the way it flows is so perfect. Like, I just, like, am able to, like, kind of be in, like, this, like state of tranquility and like kind of being like this like zen garden um Mm -hmm. and like i love it i i love the way that it flows and like i still i'm not sure if i love the song as a singular piece but as like a Mm -hmm. part of the bigger machine i freaking i i really love it um and yeah i think it's just like a gentle part of the album that was like needed Mm -hmm. to balance out everything yeah Essentially, it, going it, into only angel i think that this is a perfect oh like, my God. segment because you're like segue because you're like not expecting only angel at all but like also the intro to yeah. only angel like works so well with the end of sweet, sweet creature mm-hmm.
1: that's so true because we also go from like meet me in the hallway sign of the times carolina which i guess is uh one of the louder ones up front yeah. but two ghosts and then sweet creature are all more softer sides Mm -hmm. before you get into the harder rock. Like, if you listen to the first half of the album, I wouldn't say you would be anticipating something like Kiwi. Like, I don't think that would be where you would understand it. But hearing it in full, I see how it's cohesive. But I think, like, going from the beginning, you might not see where it's leading. Um, And Sweet Creature definitely blends with, like, these earlier songs nicely. Um, I also find personally, that hearing the songs live just makes all the difference as well and, like, gives songs new meaning. And I feel so, so lucky that we've heard Harry's songs live so immediately with the album release. I mean, I know some people might not like that, but I love that we've got, like, we've heard every song live now, which is really not common. Usually you don't even hear all the songs on an album live, period, but we've heard all of them live Paging One Direction. (laughs) Right. Yeah. <laughs> Within a week of its release, like it's only the 16th, this this album was released like four, four days ago. So, you know, to be able to hear every song live has been amazing. I think Sweet Creature to me is one of the ones live where it brings on a whole new meaning because the lyrics when he sings, you bring me home, it very much seems like Harry is singing to the fans and the fans are singing to oh. Harry And especially because this is the one that people know more well than perhaps some of the other Mm -hmm. ones, or like when he sung it on like, um, uh, the one show or something, a radio, uh, what was it? It was BBC, the one show or something. Um, he sung Sweet Creature Live, um, that's when he wore the yellow pants. Nice. Um, yeah, that'll clue you guys in better than me trying to remember (laughs) names of shows, um, but hearing all the fans sing it to him and sing along, I think, uh, has meaning. Even though the song doesn't mean that as a whole, necessarily. I mean, I think it, in some ways it does, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I just thought that line, I think, it can take on a meaning for the fandom. That's what I'm starting to hear emerge, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and just hearing everyone sing along, it, it brings me so much happiness. Um, okay, moving on to Only Angel. Um, so, wow, this was a surprise, like, it, like, builds quietly, there's, like, some talking in the beginning, which is from the movie Barfly, um, which was written by the poet Kara mentioned, which is one of Harry's poets, favorite poets, um, Bukowski, um, and then it just goes into this, like, extreme, screamy, rock craze, like, biting jam, Bam, type of thing like the screaming the crazy yeah. screaming i i loved it all and it carries throughout the whole song like there's different points where he's screaming um and it i like this i don't think i i ever thought beforehand that this was something i thought harry styles would do mm-hmm. i guess but i can see how it happened mm-hmm. if that makes sense like and i'm glad it happened because it's so cool and just uh, just thinking about getting to hear it live and, and all the live versions we have heard is amazing. I can't wait to have like a full, real, good quality live version. Um, perhaps he'll perform it on James Corden's show. You never mm. know. Um, I was, I just think it's such an exciting song. Um, what do you think of it, Kara? I
2: freaking love it. Uh, the way that it opens, like, I love that kind of opener for a song. Um, I just think it's so like, I can just it it layers so well I love that and like it just gives me a sense of like being surrounded by the music um and I love the bits of talking in it um and I just it the way that it like just opens like it just like completely Mm. just like opens up into this huge huge rock song and it's so classic rock like and also his his tone just works so well with it and also all the screaming Mm. and stuff it just like works so well like he just Mm -hmm. he just has the gravelly tone for this kind of song Um, and, like, honestly, I could hear this being a song... First of all, I want my dad to listen to this entire album. (laughs) But this is... This definitely seems like a...
1: We should have your dad on the podcast. Honestly, like,
2: I just can't wait to, like... Because I'm getting the physical CD, um... And so that means I can... When I go home, I can just pop it into his, like, stereo system and, like, have a surround sound and just, like, blast it. I'm so pumped. Um, But this is, like, something I feel like my dad would, like, play, like, in the car Mm -hmm. when I was, like, young or something. Um... And it's just so fun, and I just, like, can't wait to see Harry, like, freaking go crazy. Like, imagine, like, mm-hmm. the, the transition from, like, Rock Me to this. Oh, like, my you know God. what I mean? Like, he, he just, like, yeah. I just feel like this is, like, what his soul was needing. Like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. we saw the, the the tiniest bit in Rock Me, and then he <laughs> finally was able to bloom into this classic yeah. rock butterfly that he's always wanted to be.
1: Wow. I honestly, it, it wasn't blooming in this song on the album, too, where it falls. It is that sort of like opening up into this second half yes. where, you know, you have only angel and then Kiwi and then woman, uh, which all really feel together to me. Um, And also like the lyrics on this song, I thought there was a lot of strong ones, both on this and Kiwi. Um, I think the imagery was quite good. And I think it has more of that imagery that's like concrete in that like there's you can picture actual people which yeah. isn't always the case um like if you look at ever since new york um now i'm scared i'm i'm gonna God. say <laughs> welcome to new york um ever since new york has beautiful metaphors and imagery but it's not as like concrete where you can imagine people and physical things happening and i think only angel and kiwi have that mm-hmm. quality to them um i love the lines open your eyes shut your mouth and see that i'm still the only one who's been in love with me. so good. Um, such a just it's so punchy like i love that um and it's an interesting way to say like you're not in love with me you know it's a new way to say it mm-hmm. um and the stuck between my teeth line i thought that was really like gritty and uh cool um so i i quite liked the the writing on this one i mean besides that line about the short
2: skirt yeah uh, <laughs> i just like <laughs> which no go ahead <laughs>
1: Well, I was going to say just that, which we've talked about on, when we saw that in um, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stones, that this might be a lyric, we talked about how we didn't like the idea of, you know, putting a lyric about a, a, a woman's <clears throat> skirt and then not being able to bring her home and, like, what it implies yeah. and stuff.
2: Yeah, and I just, like, the thing that, like, I feel with this, some of this album is, and I, I want, like, I feel strongly that Harry is going to progress, And I feel like Mm -hmm. he's only 23 and, like, he has such room to grow and I don't want to, like, um, what's it called, define him by just this. But I also,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like, this is what we have right now. So I want to say this. But I feel like some of the songs, I think that because they seem so classic Rocky, they do take – even the lyrics feel classic Rocky to me. And I think that, Mm -hmm. like, I wish he had um, maybe – Put a more progressive spin on it um because like the short skirt good girl that kind of thing is very classic rock in not the best way um mm. so I kind of wish he put a more progressive spin on it and like made it even more his own and like sort of strayed away from the casual misogynistic lyrics of your um like the past uh I don't know that's like kind of what I feel strongly about um just like because that's what I don't like about classic rock is just like the kind of uh flippant misogynistic lyrics that are like kind Mm -hmm. of ingrained in the culture uh and yeah I kind of want like I don't know I'm just like I think that like maybe that's like why like he wanted to do like classic rock inspired so maybe like that's like where it Mm -hmm. came from is like these are very like they're like punchy um like to the point lyrics that like automatically give it a classic rock feel um but I'm kind of looking forward to um I don't know progression
1: yeah I agree with you and I think there are lyrics on it that work so it's not as though he couldn't have you know, it's not as though he needed to resort to some of like those yes. misogynistic things to like get the same point across. Like the the one that I said about open your eyes, shut your mouth, and see that I'm the only one who's ever so punchy, so to the point. But it's not misogynistic, you know. Yeah. And then you have something about like not being able to bring someone home in a short skirt, and also, uh, uh well, I guess I'll talk about the other one later. But um, I I think that. You know, it's also just a little bit. I've seen that phrase before. You know, it's not something where I'm like, "Wow, this is a line that I just the haven't heard." I... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I think I think the difference between that and some of the lines that I was saying before, like I'm going to be lying on the floor or we're just not what we used to be, which are more casual phrases that aren't like so you know like decked out and in like metaphor and in flowery language. Yeah. Um, the difference is that those aren't supposed to be metaphors and supposed to be flowery, but like the, this one about the short skirt in the bringing home is a little bit more, more like that. And I think it falls short, not only because it's misogynistic, but also because I've heard it before and it's not something new where I'm like, wow, this is a really cool line, Harry. Good job on that one. Yeah. And I think that Um, like,
2: we're not saying like, because it's sexual or sexy, is it's misogynistic because like think about all the other ones there's like a lot of like sexy lyrics on this album but they're mm-hmm. they're also like some that aren't misogynistic and there's ways to yeah. do that like think about like the stuck between yeah. my teeth like that kind of stuff and like hard candy like that kind of stuff like that's sexual but it's not misogynistic where they're talking like where it's like just like clearly like it just like embedded in our culture but it's like just so mm-hmm. obviously misogynistic and not yeah. what i want to hear
1: yeah I agree. Yeah. Um. This is why we should have been the ones to comb this out <laughs>
2: before it went out. I just... Yeah. I'm always just kind of... When, when I was watching the documentary, like, and there was, like, only men in the room, I was like, yeah. this is why... Like, I just feel like it like, needs to be a woman in Agreed. The, every room of everything. Agreed. But, yeah.
1: Agreed. Yeah. That is definitely something. I would wonder... What would have happened if there was different influences than just white men? Yeah, um, and like if some of these things would have been caught, perhaps not. And you know, Harry, what it seems like Harry's very central to this, you know, album and and making it what he wants to. And and also he said a lot. He was saying like he would question, "Am I allowed to say that? Should I say that?" And he's like, "You know what? No, I'm just gonna say what I want to say," mm-hmm. which I, I I get to a point, but also, um when it When it turns into misogyny and misogynistic lyrics, um, you know, then it's it's not as much of say what you want to say yeah, it's like, like it's like, okay. I mean, you could also find a different lyric that w- would say the same thing, but not in that mm-hmm. way, you know. Um, like if going back to Carolina, um the line "She feels so good" versus the line "She's a good yeah. girl." Or she's so good, she's so good, she feels so good. Very different. She feels so good, hundred percent. Say it. You know that's sexy. Whatever. Um, love it. But she's a good girl, or like, she's. I mean, she's so good. Is is you know? That's fine. Sort I of feel in like. between the yeah. two. Um, But knowing that it's because he was saying she's a good girl, (laughs) different. So, like, you know, she she feels so good, great, but she's a good girl, not so much. So how do you... You're saying similar things, but how do you change that she's a good girl into some... Into lyrics that are um, not as misogynistic? Because also, you think back to, like, Robin Thicke's song, where he's talking about good girl and whatever, and that was a really gross song and i'm not i don't think carolina comes close no, to that Jesus because it's Christ. not anything about that but you know saying she's a good girl does have a lot of context and and to say that you know in it, it, i mean the context that harry's speaking in might be very different and maybe that's not where he's coming from or that's not the same idea he's coming from but you have to recognize the implication of language just in general and what they tend to mean. Um, just because, you know, you might not have that meaning, you have to also recognize, like, where it comes in in culture and where it plays a part in that type of stuff. Um, so Yeah, intent isn't yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, okay, wait, where were we on Only Angel? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, and also the music of Only Angel was the was the song that was playing in Harry's... Um, like, 30-second, like, commercial way back when, um, before Sign came come out.
2: Yeah. Oh, whoa, I'm gonna have to go listen to that now. I didn't realize it. Yeah, I believe it was.
1: Um, I think Lucia said that.
2: Wow, it all um, connects, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, it does. I know, I haven't- I need to go back and re-watch that clip again, too. Um, but it has those, like, piano, like, vibes. The soft piano. Um um all right then kiwi okay so <laughs> kiwi we we thought this one was going to come out on SNL kiwi. And it did not. And I can see why Harry didn't play it on it. <laughs> um But we have finally got to hear what the hell Kiwi is about. <laughs> and wow, it was I guess coming after Only Angel, it's not as much as a surprise, yeah. but it is still a surprise. Yeah, the lyrics I think. Um, the lyrics. Although this was I, I'm unfortunately because we hold off listening and you know we drag it out over a number of days. I we get spoiled. Yeah. It's pretty hard not to get spoiled, and I did see that these were some of the lyrics about having the baby beforehand. I know I'm so sad. Um, I wish I was
2: just like punched in the face I with know. that.
1: I know it is. It was sad, but um, I did it to myself. Damn it, so. James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could. I guess. I suppose I could have stayed off all social but media, but that's pretty yeah. hard.
2: and That like kind of ruins very the fun. Hard.
1: Yeah. Um, so what did you think of Kiwi, Carol? I
2: love Kiwi. And, like, some of my friends really dislike it. I'm just, like, I love what? Kiwi. I think it's fun. It's crazy. It's, like, it makes no sense. And just, like, but there's also <laughs> such a story to it. And, like, it's yeah. so good and fun. And, like, it's just something that I want to scream at the top of my lungs off the side of a building or something. Like, I just, like, mm-hmm. I I love it. It's ridiculous. It's very hairy. And it just, like... I just love that, like, well, I'm kind of up in the air about how I feel about the title because I want to know what the frick Kiwi means, but I'm also <laughs> really into it, and I just think it's, like, I just like the love, I love the line about the cactus, I love the way mm-hmm. he sounds in this, it's so, oh wow, that rhymed. Um, I, I really love it, I think it's so fun and crazy, and, like, my friends hate the lyrics, but, like, well, some of them do, but, like, I don't know, I think it's fun,
1: like. Honestly, we've been talking about this album being a pregnancy album yes, since, dude. like, day one. Who knew there was a song about actual pregnancy on the album? Literally? But, like, like, confirmed.
2: Oh. It's confirmed a pregnancy <laughs> album, dude. Like... I love it. I wonder it. if, like, he... There's, like, um, the drumbeat is, like, contractions. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> this is right when the baby's coming yeah. out, I swear. Honestly, this is, like, think the about birth. it. Like,
2: that's, like, when you're in pain and you have to, like, scream. Yeah. Like, this would be such a great thing to yeah. listen to.
1: And the person could be screaming, like, I'm having my baby. Yeah. Like, it all makes sense. It all it's makes perfect. sense, dude. It all makes sense. <laughs> um, I'm glad we found the common thread of theme throughout this album. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to break it down. Like, each part of what part of the labor stage every song goes to. I definitely think this is birth. mm mm-hmm. um, wow what an epic song i i listened this was one of the ones that this took me like the third listen to where i like like it really hit me how amazing it was um just because like i think i it was i was listening on the way to something and then when i was leaving it was raining a bit Mm. and like I had already heard it two times, and I was walking out of, like, my last session of tutoring high school kids that I do. Actually, I just stopped by to say hi to them, and I was feeling, like, kind of, like, sad, missing them, but also, like, s- like happy, and just, like, I put on this song, and it was just, like, I just felt so powerful. It almost gave me, I mean, not to the same extent, but, like, when I was listening to Lemonade walking around mm. campus, where I had, like... Beyonce singing in my ears about telling me how strong and awesome I was um like I had that sort of feeling of being powerful Mm -hmm. listening to the song I don't know it's not the same message as like on Lemonade at all but it was just so it was the whole vibe of the song and it just it flows so nicely from Only Angel and like you have this other rock one that comes in and it's literally insane like it just (laughs) like it as you said, nothing makes sense. It's just, like, a big jumble, like, spitting all these things out, like, drug, sex, loud, crazy, man, um, screaming, um, and it's definitely a favorite live. Like, you can already tell from, like, the garage performance that we saw, people chanting Kiwi, um, and I think it's becoming a fan favorite too because it's just so random. Yeah, and weird. but also
2: like I think the lyrics are what, what one of the best for me. I, I yeah, because there's so many of them. Like a lot of the other mm-hmm. lyrics are kind of like repetitive, but this one has an entire story. But then like the mm-hmm. chorus comes in and you're just like, what the heck, man? Like I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but I love it. And like that's I think. That just sums up the entire song for me. But, like, I, there's, like, yeah. so many cool lyrics. Like, hard liquor mixed with a bit of intellect. Like, that, this entire first mm. verse is so interesting in, like, how, mm-hmm. like, just uh, the words sound together. Like, I love Those it. were
1: literally the lyrics I wrote Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah. I love that. She worked her way through a cheap pack of cigarettes. Hard liquor mixed with a bit of intellect. Also, just the sound yeah, of Yeah, it's them. so,
2: what's it called? This, like like, uh, staccato like, You know, like, what I yeah. mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, absolutely. And it, it just, I really love the lyrics on this one. I think that, like I say, Only Angel and this one are very strong. And it is because there is more lyrics. Yeah. As you said, a lot of the other ones are quite repetitive, which I think fits well for some of the songs, like Meet Me in the Hallway. Um, but I do like these ones have jam-packed lyrics a bit more. Um, and they're really interesting and I love the imagery they create. Um, And it is, it's such a fun, weird, crazy Mm -hmm. song. (laughs) Uh, He said that it started off as a joke and now it's one of his Mm -hmm. favorites, which makes sense. Um, If you watch the Apple Music movie, you can see he he did this one really early on. He still had long hair when he was singing it um, in the Apple documentary. Um, At some point, so man wow this is just this is a fun one it'll be fun to talk about this one I
2: when I the first time I listened to it my um, roommate wasn't like in the apartment and I'm really glad because I was Mm -hmm. literally just going insane (laughs) and I was just like thank god I can literally just like run around and just like honestly have the entire apartment to myself and just (laughs) scream and just like oh wow I was just like having a ball (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing that so much. It's just so it's, like, fun. Dancing I love it. by myself, insanely. It is so good. I cannot wait to hear this. More live. More live versions, please. Also be literally live. Like, I need a full live. live version. Yeah, also be literally live. Um, but even just watching on YouTube, like, it just gets me so happy and excited. Yeah. And, and everything's a know, new
2: experience.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get videos of Harry performing, like, all the time. Isn't
2: it weird that, like, uh, the album version is, like, the way we think it's supposed to be sung, but, like, in reality, that's just Mm -hmm. probably, like, one take, and, like, a lot of the other, like, everything else is, like, like, all the other takes were different, probably, and, like, there are different note changes, and, like, so, like, when he, I don't know, like, who knows, like, he could do, like, the ones that he does note changes on, like, maybe he did that, like, ten times, and then the album version he did Mm -hmm. once, and, like, that's still the one that they chose. And I, I just, like, it's wow. so crazy to think about. Because, like, that's the way we are think, like, oh, it was always sung that way. But, like, yeah. just because I, I feel like because he changes um the, does note changes and stuff so often in live mm-hmm. performances that, like, I can't imagine he sung the album versions, like, you yeah. know, like, when he was recording, like, all the same way. So it's so interesting to think about, like, how many different versions of these songs are there out there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get to see that with the, like, the live versions, but... Wow, there's just so many different alternate universes, you know.
1: Yeah, and I noticed that very much on the line where he says, um, "She's all over me, like I paid for it, like I paid for yeah. it," which also questionable lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but the when he sung it live, he sings it more like he's almost talking. Like, he yes. goes into a, like, sort of, sl- like, he's, like, speaking the words, and he also did that in the Apple Music one, mm-hmm. so in the Garage version and the Apple Music one, so it makes me seem, think that, like, perhaps that was a version of the song that just isn't how they did it when they recorded, like, the actual, actual version, yeah. but, you know, in his mind, maybe that's more the true version mm-hmm. of the song. Um, so, definitely interesting. Uh, for those ones. Um, all right. Any sum up thoughts on Kiwi or should we move on? Um, it's great. (laughs) <laughs> All right, moving to ever since New York. This is the one we heard a long time ago on SNL Live for the first time. Um, we also then saw on the Today Show a longer version than the SNL version. We were kind of like the SNL version's only like two minutes and 30 seconds or two minutes 40 seconds or whatever it was, um, but it was longer um, both on the album and he did the longer version on the Today Show. Uh, but the album version is very yes. different from the live versions we've heard. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Okay, so, like, when we heard Carolina Live, I always wanted to say California, and I know that whenever (laughs) our listeners tweeted about that, I'm like, yeah, I literally always sing California when I'm saying it. Um, But, um, okay, so when we heard Carolina Live, and then we heard it on the album, like, there wasn't much difference. It was just, like, obviously, like, you could hear, like, the production better. But for ever since New York, it was, like, slowed down on the album, and it's, like, more, like, Mm. gentle and, like almost like more intimate I feel like it's kind of like more talky I feel um and I like both versions and I love that we have both versions now because I feel like they're Mm -hmm. honestly two separate songs in my mind like I they are
1: they literally are so different from each other like and I
2: think that like even the instruments on in the live version are uh I mean in the studio version I mean I guess both of them are different like they seem different Mm -hmm. and like just the way he sings is very different for me it's like in Mm -hmm. the live version it's almost like flowy and it like it's just, like, it's more singy. And I think in the album, it's almost mm-hmm. more talky and, like, just quieter and, like, I don't know, more casual, I guess.
1: Yeah, I felt like the album version was, like, it almost seemed like someone had taken the original song and done their own, like, slowed down mm-hmm. cover of it. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, Like, I could see, like, I- I'm glad I got the live version first, to be honest, because I think I like that I one better. Too. Not that I... I don't, I don't not like the other version, but it, it, I, and also like because I heard the live version, I got so exactly. used to that because that one I mm-hmm. played so many times. Um, especially because it sh- it was shorter so you could just play it again mm-hmm. and again. Um, but I feel like this, the, the studio version almost seems like you're sitting on a beach somewhere and like, you know, you're listening to the song and the waves are rolling in. But like the other version is so different and it's very sing along mm-hmm. and, um, and when he performs it live, it just feels like one of those songs that's like anthemic. I just imagine it like 50 years from now, or maybe not 50, like 30 years from now at a concert, this will be one that gets pulled apart even more and more and stretched out. And everyone's singing the lyrics and like it gets repeated even more. Like, like I said with Hey Jude, you know, that one gets stretched mm. out and like the repetition gets like magnified um i feel like this is one that could could have that same quality and he's been opening his concerts with it hmm. um which uh i think is interesting because i almost would want to save this one till the yeah. end because it's just so good live and i feel like it w- when you when you watch the live versions online it feels like everyone's you know just having their own Experience mm. of like when they're getting pissed off at someone or like when they're annoyed with someone and they're like all having this experience where they're like telling each other how upset they were and like, uh, not, not, not telling each other, but like banding in this emotion, I guess, that, you know, we were all feeling this emotion at some point in our lives and like we're all, you know, hand dancing mm. and like getting it all out and talking about our feelings together and all experiencing the same thing. Um, and it feels like a coming together of sorts, Mm. I guess. Um, do you think it's a good opener to his, I mean, I think it's a good opener in that
2: it's a really strong song. Um, I think that, I I think that, like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think, because usually, like, I'm thinking about, like, uh, when One Direction would open with, like, clouds or, yeah, clouds. It was just, like, high energy, Mm -hmm. and I don't think this one has the exact same high energy, but also it's very good, like, so Mm -hmm. it does work that way, um, but I don't, because, like, I'm trying to think, like, opening with Kiwi or something, but then also, then Mm -hmm. you would, like, kind of, like, go into a lull of energy, so maybe it's better to, like, go in, like, a mid-tempo, and then, like, you can go high Mm -hmm. and low, so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it could work, it does work.
1: Yeah, and in that it's not the slowed down version, I think. Oh yeah, you're right, you're it's, right. Yeah, yeah. It's good because it's it's speeded up a lot more in the live version than on on the album. Um and on the album too just the notes were completely different. Like he dips the notes at the end to go lower when he's saying like the last lines in different verses. They they dip down to a lower note versus on the live version they like swing mm-hmm. up to A higher note? I mean, this is my music technicality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, there's just so such different feels of the songs. Um, I want to get the the live version that he did on the Today Show, so I have a longer, fuller Mm. version. Um, Because that one, you really got to see just the extension of it and, like, the people talking about it. Also, the garage version. Not a full version, but I think you get that same vibe. I loved watching the videos of the garage, and so many people some people were recording with their phones, but a lot of people were FaceTiming their friends. Oh. And you can see because if you look at someone filming, you see in front of them their phones with people's faces right That's there. So and you sweet. can see that they're FaceTiming their friends, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and I think uh, in terms of lyrics, the imagery on this song and like the, like the beautiful like metaphoric type imagery is really, really strong on this song. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think we, you know, the swimming pool thing and the empty avenues. I think there's some really beautiful, um, more like things where I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that that way before. Or like, that's something new that I haven't seen. Good job on putting the language together like that. Yeah, that
2: I think that like, for me, this song is one of the strongest lyrically on the album.
1: hmm. Um, <clears throat> agreed. Anything else about this one? Um,
2: Nope. I just it's still it's still I I was blown away how different the two versions mm-hmm. are, but I love both of them.
1: Yeah, me too. Um all right, Woman is next. What did you think of Woman? Cara? Oh my god.
2: Like it just <laughs> so it's so good. I love it. Um but I think that like it's I feel like it's almost like campy. Like I feel like there's like it's like kind of like funny, almost Um, and kind of just, like, over the top, and I just, like, it's fun, though, and I like, um, I like all the la-la-las, and, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm gonna pull up the lyrics, because I feel like the lyrics aren't anything too, too special, um, but I love the sound of it, um, so I think it makes up for it.
1: Within the production, again, I think this is one of the songs where, um, like the production of the song and the way the lyrics are said with Harry's voice, like the the, the chorus is literally him just saying "woman." Yeah, but it's so like That's the chorus, but it works. You know, you don't necessarily need to have a ton of lyrics for it to be a good chorus. I think it works in that there's a lot of emotion and energy and things driven through that one word. Like him saying what woman" makes a difference than him saying "woman," mm. and I, I those little details of that type of thing makes it interesting to me. Even when you don't have so many lyrics to dissect, I think you have a lot of sounds to dissect and a lot of voice to dissect. Um, and I really, really love this one. I think the whole feel of the song—I um, don't get too much of a campy, campy vibe from it, but I get more of like a you know pub vibe where it's like dark and, like, there's a jealousy and, like, a almost kind of, like, bloodstream a bit from mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran. I guess that that same type of feel. Like, I'm thinking, of, like, dark purple and, like, green. Mm. Like, I don't know. Um And I think it works well coming after Kiwi. Like, only angel yeah. Kiwi into woman. I think those three go really Great well trafecta. together. Um It also starts with this thing where someone says, <laughs> should we search uh, for romantic... Com- Should we search Netflix for romantic comedies and see what we Yeah, find? I wonder, like, who's who um, saying that? I don't know. I need to know. Um, I know... So, One Direction has had this with a couple of their songs where in the in- intro there's... An, and we saw this with Only Angel, too, um, where there's, like, a little speaking part or something. Um, on History, there was a little bit. On Olivia, uh, there was a little bit... Um, not as much as in, in these songs. Um, and I know one of our listeners, Kesha, wasn't too pleased that they had this in the beginning. Like, it was cool the first time around, but then having to listen to it every single time, uh, I think can get more grading. What did you think of that, like, little bit, Cara? I thought it was
2: funny the first time. Um, it doesn't really bother me because it's, like, pretty quick. Um, and, mm. like... Um, I think that maybe having it in the opener is better than having it at the end, because, like, you just, like, don't want to hear that at the end. You just, like, want the song. Um, so, like, kind of, like, getting it over with. Um, I think it's, like, kind of funny, and I think that's, like, I, I think it adds to the song. It adds character to the song, definitely. Mm -hmm. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think, I think when you listen to it as a full album, things like that and the opening of, of Only Angel, they have a lot, like, of importance and weight. Um, because it's uh, you're looking at this as a holistic piece of art Um, similar to like if you look if you think about Pink Floyd's album Dark Side of the Moon like the intro or you know thinking about Zane's intro to his album where you might not listen to the song that intro yeah yeah. like by itself, but when it's a part of a whole package, it makes sense um i don't I don't mind too much the opening of woman i think i i think the opening of only angel might bother me so what the more heck the, the opening, opening
2: is beautiful
1: <laughs> no, I really like the opening <laughs> I really like the opening, but i I guess like i would i just am ready for the song oh. <laughs> um but i think i I don't mind it too much in woman um it's, it's only Angel where, like, the piano comes in and, like, goes, or whatever, right? Um, i pretty sure. Can't,
2: don't <laughs> know what you're
1: saying. Oh, <laughs> um, and he screams. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't mind it too much in Woman, but I, I can see how that could be annoying. And there's always ways to just edit it out. You know, you can just s- stick it in SoundCloud or whatever and just edit it out and put that version on band. your iPod. <laughs> yeah garage band from the mac users of the world um what did SoundCloud? i say oh i didn't mean soundcloud i meant audacity yeah. um but if you don't want those intro bits you can cut them out but i really just love this song a lot yeah um, me too and again i think this was one it took me like two or three lessons and then it like hit me like oh my god this is incredible yeah um I, I know I listened for the first time as I was, like, just woken up from, like, sleeping and I was still laying in my bed, so it wasn't the same feel as, like, being up and, like, able to move mm-hmm. or something to a song. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, first, um, before we move on, I, the reason that, like, I get, like, kind of campy vibes is because it reminds me of Benny and the Jets by Elton John, so. Oh! That's, like, yeah. yeah. I
1: think I've seen that comparison. Oh, nice. Perhaps. I saw, I saw a comparison of that song to one of them, so I'm, I'm guessing yeah, it was that, probably this Yeah, that probably one. makes sense. Yeah, I totally see Mm -hmm. that. Because also the b-b-benny, and then the w-woman, there's those uh, similarities And also the, like, really strong,
2: just, like, beat. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it has the same tempo, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, that would- that's- I really like that comparison. Um, what else do I have? Oh, I loved the way the lines were broken up in this one. Mm. Um, and, like, where- Just, like, from uh, looking at it from, like, a poetic sort of stance, the way he, like, the end stops and, like, whatever, and how he breaks the lines I thought was interesting. Um, And, like, the repetition of some words. I like the lyric, he's right where I should where I should be. I mean, that doesn't sound as cool uh, Mm -hmm. me he saying it as he does when he sings it.
2: I mean like not that it's you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Yes, Caitlin, you also sound bad. (laughs) No. Um but I think there's um I think there's something interesting about that. And um it it there's almost a hesitancy both in the way he says what woman and like the repeated parts of these lines um that uh is interesting Mm. and I quite like and and again those are the things where like um you know there's a lot of detail to little things like that which i appreciate where perhaps maybe there's not a lyric that's so amazing you know there's other things that take the place of that uh that might not work with really intricate lyrics in Mm -hmm. the same way that like just what woman does as a chorus Mm -hmm. um because I think the chorus of this is really strong, even though it's it's one. Word. Yeah, it's it's another
2: one that like um me and my friends have been listening to like on repeat. Um, I think that's actually like yes. the one that we've listened to most because it's just like it gets stuck in your head and you just like all, like all want to sing it and like like mm-hmm. on this entire weekend, me and my friends have just been like singing the chorus at random times and yeah, yes. it's just like been a fun thing to listen to together.
1: Beautiful and the duck sounds. What did you think of the duck sounds? I can
2: definitely see that it like why his stepdad would asked or I don't know who was asked like how did you get a duck in there because it it truly sounds like a duck and I know it's his voice with like an auto effect or a sound effect on it but what? yeah it sounds like a duck dude um
1: it really does not sound like hair no voice. I'm just like
2: a, a truly a duck. Um, and what did you say on Twitter? Like, a pet duck on hand? Like, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like he...
1: Dark pub, fog rolling in, pet duck on Honestly, hand. Honestly, imagine,
2: like, him in a cloak with a pet duck on his shoulder. Like, I feel like, with the duck also having a cloak.
1: Harry as a pirate, but with a duck oh instead of a my parrot. Oh my god.
2: Yes. Um, that would
1: be amazing.
2: Yeah. I think that's all I want to say. <laughs>
1: yes um it's a very interesting sound effect (laughs) um all right moving on to the last song on the album it's so weird because with uh one direction's album we had so many songs to get through and now we only have 10 so we've been able to like say a lot more than we were able to say for the other ones um so this last song is from the dining table Um, last song on the, on the album closes out the 10 songs. Um, and Harry said that this is one where they would actually write songs at the dining table when they were eating dinner, um, when they were in Jamaica. And then they would go and work on them later after dinner. And most of the songs that they wrote when they were at the dining table got their own names. But this one he said will always be from the dining table to him. Um, And I read this on last episode, but he said, one of my favorite songs on the album is the last song called From the Dining Table. I think it's the most honest and open I've ever been. I don't think I've ever written a song like that before. I think that, I think it's one that when I listen to it, I don't really do anything. I kind of, I can't help but just listen to it while it's on. I think it's the one that hits me as much as it did the first time when we listened to it. Now, having listened to it a lot of times during the process, I think that's one of my Mm. favorites. So what did you think of this song, So this
2: is a song that, like, obviously was the last one on the album, so it was the last one I listened to, and it was the one that my friends were like, Kara, I, like, you need to go listen to it so I can talk to you about it. Mm. So literally, um, I was at my friend's house, and all my friends were there, and I went into her room and listened to it alone, (laughs) and, like, it was... Such an experience. It was so beautiful and sad. And I I Mm. absolutely agree that it's, like, so honest. And, like, I -hmm. I think that um, it's important, like, when you're doing any kind of art about, like, talking about yourself that, like, you're not afraid to, like, show the sides of you that aren't cool and, like, that are sad because a lot of, like, I don't know, being a human is being pretty lame. So, I... (laughs) I really appreciate... I can attest to that. (laughs) I really appreciate that he just, like, kind of, like, bared his soul on this and, like, was not... Mm -hmm. uh, Didn't censor and, like, didn't try to make himself um, look cooler than he is um, in these moments. And I think that, like... I like that he actually, like, said that I've never felt less cool. Like, I just think that, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, that makes a lot of sense. And um, Mm -hmm. these... It's just, like, so beautiful and it's so sad like listening this to with my Mm -hmm. friends they're just like wow like every single time it's you like it gets it hits you every time like you know how sad it is and how honest and raw it is um and uh I can't wait to go through and like talk to you like talk about the overarching theme of like misconnections and miscommunication not Mm -hmm. miscommunication but unable to communicate because I think it's like a very Mm -hmm. prevalent And such a sad theme on this album and, like, to sort of close out with a song that, like, embodies that completely Mm -hmm. um, is perfect. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it closing on an ending note. I mean, what? (laughs) It closing on a sad note. But I think that, like, it's such a beautiful song that I don't mind kind of just being Mm -hmm. a little bummed at the end. But I think it makes (laughs) sense because, like, endings are sad and the song is about endings – um, so I think mm. it really works well, and it I think it I think it is a good bookend for the album.
1: Yeah, it was like with Ed Sheeran's album; he ended on "Save Myself," which is a really really sad song. Um, have you listened to that? Um,
2: no, I haven't. I'm sorry.
1: You you suck. I didn't think you had. <laughs> Don't worry, I I didn't have high expectations. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, but it's a really sad song, and he ends the album with it, and it, I I was like. This is the song you decided to choose the album to end on, <laughs> um, but with Harry, I didn't actually feel that same way. I I felt it it went really nicely, and like I feel like on this album, there's like a build up. It's sort of soft and it builds up, and then there's this loud, rocky thing, and then woman, and then uh, from the dining table takes you back down. Mm. It almost has that quality that Sign of the Times has, where yes. you know it's like almost like a roller coaster type thing. Um, and I, I listened to this, this one for the first time in my car, uh, at night. And I, I was gonna just listen to it from, like, from Woman Onward, because that's where I was in my play. Like, that's how the album had been flowing. I was like, oh, let me just add it. Then I pulled into the parking lot and was like, no, I really want to start again and just, like, listen all the way through sitting in my car, which I'm so happy I did because listening in your car... Like the surround sound of that is so cool. Whoa. Like it sounds so good, and I had the volume up like a hundred percent. So like God knows who heard me, and I was like jamming out by myself, but I didn't care. Um, and just the mood when it flowed into that one was just so perfect. Um, and like having it up, I could just it felt literally like I was in the room oh with my Harry, gosh. and you can just hear in the song it's um, like the, like the production of it or whatever, it sounds like it's live. Like you can hear the person's hand moving across mm. the instrument and like the little shuffles of something getting bumped or something, which reminded me of, of listening to like a a record on a record player. Um, so I'll be especially interested to hear this on a record player. But if you listen, you can hear those little like scuffing details, um, which I think made it feel more raw. And I, I want to know how this was recorded and like, was it recorded in, like, one take or something? Because I know sometimes songs are done that way. Um, or, like, how it was put together. Um, because I, I just felt like it, it really worked well with, like, the honest feeling of the lyrics. Um, and it does, it just seems so personal. And, and I thought, too, it almost felt like what you'd be thinking to yourself in your head in some ways. Like, as I said a couple times throughout this discussion, that it's not about, like the intricacy and the detail, but, like, him just saying, like, I've never felt less cool. Yeah. Like, that's not something that's, like, witty genius of lyric, but it's it it's so striking in, in its, like, honesty yeah. in in the way that you're, like, I don't know, I feel like you're getting to hear something so personal and you can connect to that and relate mm-hmm. to that. Um, and I think that was so strong on this mm-hmm. song. Um... Like, I also love the line, we haven't spoken since you went away. Comfortable silence is so overrated. Mm. Like, very, I don't know. I love these And also the way they, like, Mm.
2: just, like, the sounds of the words again. Like, just, like, it's Mm -hmm. so, like, the way he says overrated is so amazing. Oh, Mm. I love it.
1: Yeah. I know. Oh, my gosh. His his actual voice. I, I wanted to say this at the beginning when you were talking about, like, hearing Harry on the album all the way through. It was, it was, like you get to hear his voice pronounce every yeah. word, which is not something we've heard with One Direction. And it was very special to hear everything that he did with his voice. And and not just, like, the special things and the runs and the screaming, but just the way he says mm-hmm. words. And there's so much, like, there's... In this song especially, there's a delicacy mm. of it. It's so delicate the way you can almost see him forming the words. Um, and I, again, that it makes you feel like you're close and you're there in the room. Yeah,
2: I feel like I had moments in this album where I was just like, "This is Harry." Like sometimes you'd forget you're yeah. listening to a Harry album, and then you'd hear that like the tone that's so unmistakably him, and just be like, "Oh my mm-hmm. god!" Like this is just, just his voice is so good, and I just love everything about it. And just like being able to have an entire album of just his voice is just like. I, I'm Mm. very blessed.
1: (laughs) It, honestly, it's so good, and we're so lucky. And there's no way, I think, like, his voice, especially for people who I think are fans of him, maybe more so than people who are listening to him for the first time, it, it makes, it makes things good. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, just getting to hear Harry makes the song Mm -hmm. good. Um... Uh, and then the harmonies on this one. Wow. They were so mm-hmm. pretty. Um, I loved how it like built and it added layers of harmonies. Uh, the sound of it. I don't know if, and I haven't seen anyone else say this, but it, it reminded me heavily of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Did you hear that at all? Or was that just um, me? I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> this, if you listen to it, the... Like, da 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 da. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's something oh, in there. Okay. It,
2: it, and I, okay. Let me re-listen to it and, and I'll come go- back to you.
1: Yeah, and, and listen to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Let me know if anyone who's listening right now, if you heard that too, because I was like, oh my gosh, like, this has to be a reference to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Like, I just heard it so directly, and and especially in the beginning part of the harmony, um, and then when it adds, I think it adds a third layer, fourth layer, or something, it falls apart a little bit for me, but those those beginning ones are really strong, and, and I know just the, on Olivia, we had that Charlie and the Chocolate reference, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference that a lot of people heard. Um, so I was like, oh, that's, that brings me back to Olivia and hearing this type of thing being based off of sort of a classic movie like that. Um, I thought was interesting. I I don't know if it was purposeful at all, Mm. but it, it made it more of an experience for me because I, I heard it and I really, I like, um, you know, Wizard of Oz. Um, what else did I have to say? So I thought those were really pretty. I almost was hoping for, like, one extra layer of mm. harmony. Like, a, a th- another one. I don't know how many there were, but I, I kind of wanted another one. But then in my head I'm going, well, that probably relates to the song. And the <laughs> oh. meaning. Because, like, You want another one, but there isn't wow. one. And, uh, the tension. <laughs> um, or maybe they should have just put another one. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, What else do I have to say? I feel like this song... In some ways, made me feel a lot of things, just emotionally. The whole album made me feel a lot of things emotionally. Mm. Um, But I can't necessarily experience... I I don't have, like, the experience of a lot of the things that Harry was talking about on the album, just because I've never been in a relationship, and I think a lot of... um, Some of the... I mean, I think you can relate to, like, your own life in a lot of ways. Um, But some of the specific lyrics on this song, I couldn't necessarily be like, oh, I know what it's like to feel, like, waking up alone and being like, where's my person Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, Which is more of a specific, you know, uh, emotion that can be connected to other things. But in that way, I couldn't really relate to that as much. But it didn't stop me from feeling that intense emotion and... I find that when I'm reading, like, reading, writing, that makes me feel almost like I'm experiencing it, or, like, I feel the sadness or the pain, and, like, you feel it, like, in your bones, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. swear. Like, it it just... I'm, like, this is a mark of a really good writer. And, like, it just... This song especially stood out to me in that way, where it was, like, I was feeling what he was feeling, even though I don't really understand it as much because I haven't personally experienced that yeah. emotion um and just that I think this was a strong point in the album where I felt that I
2: absolutely agree 100% with that um it, you just like get immersed in the story and like just I think that like like you were saying like the simplistic nature of the lyrics like kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know it's just like it's just like base level human and um yeah. Yeah. Even if like you can't relate in like a romantic sense, you can relate in other senses and you can mm-hmm. just even if you don't have the romantic uh, side of it, it's still like you still feel it like how you were saying. Yeah. And also the my friends were making the comparison to Million Years Ago by Adele just because like it's so sad Ooh. and like, it, like they were just like I need to listen to this song and reevaluate everything I've done in my life and mm-hmm. Million Years Ago does that same thing.
1: A Million Years Ago is one of it's the one best It's one of the saddest songs. songs. I think it's my
2: favorite. I can't listen to it. My album. friends made me listen to it once- this is a running trend where my friends just, like, make me listen to things um, that make me cry or, like, watch things that make me cry just because, like, they think, I don't know. It's not, like, a sadistic thing. They don't do it, like, well, they kind of do it because they think it's funny, but whatever. Um, they made me listen to it in public, and I was literally, like, sobbing in our freaking, like, cafe at my school. And, like, my friend...
1: It is an incredible oh, song. But it's
2: it's so sad, and, like, it's, it makes you feel the same thing. And, like, I think that, like, some of my yeah. friends can relate really deeply to, like, the story. Um, mm. So, yeah.
1: Wow. What a way to end this album. Very it looks strong. It was really strong. And do you think, like, uh, on... on Because people have been having it on repeat, how do you think this one flows back in to the beginning of the album? Because that's how mm. I've been listening to it. You know, it goes right into Meet Me in the Hallway. Do you think there's a good transition to... Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, what do you, about you? Like, I haven't listened to it like on repeat like that... Um, much, I,
1: I, yeah, I I think it I think it does, especially because it's like ends quieter and then and then flows into the sort of spacey, watery mm-hmm. feel of mm-hmm. Meet Me in the Hallway. Um, it has a very circular sort of um, feeling uh, that I that I quite like. Um, I can't wait to listen to this album. I know. With you. <laughs> I, I'm so excited to. Um, and with the listeners, we're gonna have to do like an album listening party or like live stream or something because it is just yeah. too good not to. Um, I had some whole album questions now that we've done the track by track um, that I think would be interesting to answer, and I, th- I think we've covered some of them as we've gone along. Um, so you know. If I repeat something, (laughs) I'm just reading off the notes. Um, But in terms of cohesion of the albums, uh, of the album. So at first we got a couple songs. We got Sign of the Times and then Ever Since New York and Sweet Creature. And at that point, I think we were like, "Okay, how is this album all going to fit together? Um, Like, how do these tie in together? Um, What do you think now after hearing the whole album of its cohesion and whether it is like a thematic album or maybe one of... One Direction's album that had a lot of different things going on. Um,
2: I think that, like, it it really works as a cohesive, cohesive piece, and, um, it's so wild to go from, like, having, like, heard three songs and being like, oh, yeah, like, they fit, like, their track number three, eight, and whatever, and, like, they were, like, Mm -hmm. such puzzle pieces that, like, had, like, a whole puzzle that, like, we didn't even see, and, like, just, like, getting to see the entire thing as a whole unit is so beautiful, and I love I love it because it's not just like individual pieces of art. It's an entire, like when you put it all together, it's another different type of art and you can interpret Mm -hmm. it differently. And I just think I love that. And I think even if like there's a bit of country on it, like with two ghosts and if there's like a bit of like glam pop rock with uh, some of the times, like I think it all works together. um, And I just love how it fits all together. And I think that it does that well.
1: Yeah, I agree. And there's so many things that you can see in one song that are in another song that you might not expect. Like, I'm going to definitely have to go over and comb, like, through every song. Because, like, that that tea kettle sound in Sign of the Times comes back in another yeah. song. and I'm blanking out on which song it is. I forget too,
2: but um, yeah, I realize the, that. And also, like, the um, he uses the word hallway again, that metaphor again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's little things like that that really make it more of a package, where if you're listening to the full album, you're like, I can hear that. Where Whereas if you listen to one song, you would not get that sort of full package mm-hmm. experience. Um, and they really do fit together nicely as puzzle pieces. And the ordering of them um, is is very interesting. And I think it works really well. And it takes you on a journey um, and, and brings you back. And I, I love that about it. Um, uh, I don't know why I have this here, but I figure I'll just throw it in. (laughs) I said, um, the reviews are also saying that you can hear a lot of influences on the album. You know, people have named everyone from Bowie to Elton John to other people. (laughs) Um, but uh there's something distinctly hairy about it they say none of them fit perfectly because there's something distinctly hairy about it on the album um and i don't necessarily know so much about all the influences i couldn't say the background about all of them but as we said at the beginning there is something distinctly hairy about this which i love um I also have thrown in here that I need a live version of this album, just like how they used oh, to do yeah. for, like, Queen and the Beatles. There would always be, like, a live version of the album or a live concert. And I think that still happens somewhat today, but it's not mm-hmm. as popular where, like, it's their performance at this thing that gets mm-hmm. recorded, like, more properly than, like, a YouTube yeah. video. Um and I think a live version could be so cool mm. of this album. And I think we can do it ourselves for sure. And I will be. Um, but I would love to have like a, a, a like fine quality live mm-hmm. version. Um, in terms of album length, so it's only about forty minutes. Would you say that you felt that this was a good length, and it, or were you like, I need more? I need more. I would. I'm. I feel like I'm missing. I something. I
2: mean, I love the way the album works together and i think it's so good but i also would always i'm not going to say no i don't want more Harry <laughs> songs and like um yeah i just feel like it's almost like a perfect length for like a bus ride um but mm. also i kind of would love to have i don't know be able, i don't know like a whole hour would be nice at least um mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to complain because I love the album. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wish it was a bit longer, to be honest.
1: I'm surprised every time I get through the whole thing, I'm like, oh my god, it's exactly, already back to the beginning. Yeah. Like, 40 minutes is really not, not that long. It's like... It goes quite fast. Um, I do like that you can get back to your favorites again, or maybe not favorites because that's a mess right now in my head. <laughs> but, like, you can get back to all the ones again and, like, listen to yeah. them again. And it is such, like, a little pocket of, like, time um, that I quite like. And I think the, they, they all, like, sit nicely mm-hmm. together. Um, I wouldn't say I don't want yeah. more songs, but I do like the way this album works you know um of course harry there was some news that, that that harry had other songs um that didn't make the album which we already knew but the the titles of them came out and they're medicine anna baby honey complicated <sighs> freak talk so like after hearing these i'm like i need all you of these songs like oh my <laughs> god i swear to god it <laughs> is mean, wow he didn't put the song about us on his album. That is I think weird. that maybe that because
2: weird. he is, um like, because the album is only 40 minutes. Like, I know he he's doing, like, mm-hmm. covers and also One Direction songs for his, like, live performances. Yeah. I feel like he might do unreleased songs live at his concerts. That would be
1: so yeah. good.
2: I hope, I hope so too. I does.
1: That would be really, really nice. Because I know Ed Sheeran does that. And sometimes he'll do a song that never ends up on an album. Um, like, I remember going to his concert a couple summers ago, and he performed a new song for us, but it wasn't on Divide. It wasn't like it ended up on Divide, it was just a song mm-hmm. that he had. Um, and, and that's what I'm thinking, like, these songs might not ever end up on an album, because he said, like, there were songs that I liked, but I wasn't ready to say them, or that's mm-hmm. not what I wanted to say with this album, um, but often, those songs don't end up getting put on albums, because when you go to write the second album, or make the second album, you have new writing and new things to say, and you're not just pulling from all old songs, um, so, and even the second album probably won't happen for two years, I would say. I, I don't know if he's gonna pump them out as fast as yeah. One Direction did, um, so these songs might never see the light, which is sad. So hopefully hearing them in performance in, in concert would be really amazing. I love Ooh. that idea. Now I'm excited about that. I should keep my <laughs> hopes low, but <laughs> I, I really hope hope that happens. Um, okay, what is the next thing I have? Okay, we sort of talked about song order. Is there anything you else you wanted to say about song yeah, order? Not really. um, okay, in terms of just summing up his song writing... Um, as I've said, I think it's very honest. I think he has a strength in that sort of conversational, how you might just describe your own feelings to someone. Um, and then, like, sprinkled yes. in, there's, like, some really, like, punchy, intense, like, awesome lyrics where you're like, wow, that made me stop, or I really like that, that was really, really good. Um, and I think those are his strengths. Um I think the choruses are quite repetitive. I think they're anthemic. Like, repetitive in a yeah. good way. Um, that is going to make it very good yes. live. Like, uh, sing-along worthy. And just some really, like, intense live... Like, this, is just such a live feel to, feel to this album for me. Uh, and that's probably because it's been coupled with the live performances we've gotten. Um, and I think there's... Just the the emotion and the passion of Harry's voice adds to those sort of um, choruses and Mm. stuff. Um, Do you think the songwriting is different from One
2: Direction? It feels like that. His songwriting with One Direction. It feels like that. Um, I don't know if I can like. I think it feels more mature. I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it also just coupled with the music that just like it feels more classic rock so like the lyrics are going to feel like that. I don't know. I I think it's different, right? It ha- it. it is. It di- it's different. I don't know how it is, but like I think yeah. it's more specific and it's more I think I think it's just um I think it's like elevated. Like there's yeah, like how you were saying there's like parts of the song where I'm just like this is incredible. Like th- there's some like beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful lyrics um that are just mm-hmm. like strong uh, metaphorically and I just feel like I don't know, I think that was a bit missing in One Direction, because they were a bit, like, more base yeah. level. And, like, it's catchy and great, yeah. but it's also, like, the, it didn't... I don't think the lyrics hit me as hard um, overall in One Direction.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think there's less cliché, yes. too. Um, I mean, there's definitely yeah, there some, some cliché, but... but there's less of it, and there's, um, there's more interesting lyrics. And I think more honest lyrics to what Harry's experienced I think you can you know see his life and what he's gone through more than you could simply from the fact that it's one person writing them you know it's all coming from him I think with One Direction you could sometimes get lost into who was speaking and where the story was and often when we did dissections we would just talk about the group Mm -hmm. as a whole and like Unless, like, one boy wrote on a song. But it's not, you know, having a song like Story of My Life where all of the boys wrote on it plus, like, five other people. It's very different from having, um, you know, a song like uh, From the Dining Table, which is Harry with, like, a couple other people, um, where it's really Harry's story. You know, you don't necessarily know whose story it is on some of the other songs. So in that way, I think there's a very, like, personal... Um, quality to the songwriting. Um, In terms of, like, what could be better about the songwriting, I think we kind of said that sometimes there's lines... I I read a really interesting review that said, like, um, some of his song lyrics, like, while some of them are good, some of them could be pushed farther, and I Mm -hmm. totally agree with that. Um, Besides, like, the misogynist ones, which I think could be changed, but there's just some lyrics in the album where I'm like you could have pushed that farther or found or sat there and be like let me find a more interesting way to say this because i've mm. seen this before um i have the the example here uh, so for so in in my poetry class sophomore year someone read a poem which was incredible i mean she's an amazing poet um but one of her lines was about a firefly uh, some metaphor about uh you know someone being like a firefly drawn mm-hmm. to light um and I, and I said when I was commenting that there was, like, some really beautiful, strong, like, standout lines in this poem. But that one, when I heard that, it was like, oh, I've heard that metaphor before. Try to find some new way mm-hmm. to say it, you know? Like, that's something I've seen. And I think that's the same feeling I got with some of Harry's lyrics, where, for example, he says, um, she's going to be an angel, just you wait and see. When it turns out, she's a devil in between yeah. the sheets. Um, that's, that's something I've, I've seen before and it's not so interesting to me. Um, like the play of Angel and then Devil in the Sheets, like, uh, you know, I don't think that was something where I was like, oh my gosh, like what a brilliant line. It was just kind of like, okay, like there's, there's probably, if you sat there, you could think of a more interesting way to say that. Um, so there's stuff like that that I thought could be pushed, um, and I know Harry talked about, um, uh, what's his name? Something Basker. Oh, the Jeff. What's his first name? I think like there's That's everyone that is one.
2: Harry's, like, working with is named Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, is it Jeff? That sounds like it might be, but we know Jeff is his manager. Um, so Jeff Basker, Harry was saying that Jeff pushed him so much and said like this isn't good enough that we need to like try harder but i wonder if he was pushing more in like yeah the production side or just the lyric mm. side because i feel like if i i was you know editing with lyrics this would be this type of lyric here would be something where i would immediately be like this needs to be different or like push this one farther yeah. um or, like, even in Two Ghosts, where I think there's some really amaz- amazing imagery, I think it could have been pushed even yeah. further, you know? There's something there's something missing where I felt like it could you could draw that metaphor and, and put some more intricate details in it where it would, like, drive the message home yeah. even more. Um, so, I don't know. How did you feel about that type of thinking and how he could improve songwriting? I totally himself? agree
2: because I think that, like, cliches are cliche for a reason because they're um like basic human truths but I think that like the interesting mm-hmm. thing is like when you um are able to use new language to describe something that everyone feels and like um take a cliche and like describe it in new words where like it sheds different light on it um and I think that like yeah I just like I'm always wary of cliches and I think there's a few on this album that I like would like like you were saying like for him to put his own new spin on it and like make it more interesting because I just kind of like my brain Mm -hmm. kind of just shuts off when I hear a cliche in a song because I'm just like that kind of like takes me out of it you know I'm just like this Mm -hmm. like could be written by anyone because it has been multiple times um so I don't know yeah I think it it kind of takes me out of it and I think that like um I just I I just feel like he's just only gonna get better and I'm just so excited Mm
1: mm-hmm I, I wish, I wish there was a way that you and I, honestly, I'm not putting ourselves up, (laughs) but there's, I just wish we could somehow be a part of Harry's songwriting (laughs) team. (laughs) Like, I swear to God. Or, or just have someone who's like really lyrically brilliant. Um, and I'm sure there were people there, but I, there's like this, some of them are just like, ah, you could have pushed harder. You could have like, done something more not that i don't love i don't love harry's lyrics and i think there's some really good ones and 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 like i said i i think there's the cliches and then there's the more like honest simplicity um, and like repetitive things that are, 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 good for me. And I like those and they work really well with the production and everything. Um, but then there's like the couple ones that are like, could be pushed further and then are more cliche. Um, so like, it's not just the simplicity of stuff. It's not like he has to have every lyric coming out like Ed Sheeran and have that jam packed full of like Maldi, like stuff. Um, but there's just some that I wish we could have, I could have been there to say, like, I'm just thinking of, like, editing, like, my sister's essays or, like, editing a poem and being like, like, go back and think about this mm-hmm. one a little bit more and see what else you can come up with. Cause I know you can. I know, I see lyrics that are interesting. The lyric about, you know, someone getting stuck in your teeth is really interesting. Like, how can you use that same sort of thing, but on this other idea that you're mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, okay what else um how about like some of the songs Harry's written for one direction like in terms of do you think the sound of his music stems from that hmm. I guess
2: um I don't think so I don't know I mean like I'm thinking like two ghosts I feel like could have been a one direction song just the way it sounds mm-hmm. um but then again like um I think that it was like more like, I think if one direction did it they would have not taken it as like country and like as like instrument mm-hmm. heavy which i would have been sad about because i feel like that's what makes a song for me um but yeah. i just feel like he's i don't know it's interesting because i was gonna say he's definitely like, grown lyrically but like he, clearly he wrote two ghosts like like a long time ago so um i don't know maybe he saved the best for himself um which is fair and i think <laughs> that maybe because it's so personal that he wanted it just for himself um, so maybe he, like, I don't know, I, I can kind of see that, like, being, like, I kind of just want this for me, and it just, like, it's so personal, mm-hmm. I can't bear to have, like, four other people singing on it. Yeah. hmm
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, I, and I think, sort of, sonically, I hear some similarities, like, if you look at, he's been performing, he's been performing Stockholm Syndrome live, like, that, I think I hear very much in some of the stuff he's doing, especially with the new way he's been performing it. I think some of his older songs can be, like, reworked into ones that sound like they yeah, would fit on mm-hmm. this album. Um, I definitely agree that Two Ghosts could have been a 1D song. I think Sweet yep. Creature could have been a 1D song, probably on mm-hmm. Made in EAM. Um, Two Ghosts, I feel like, could have been on mm-hmm. 4 very mm-hmm. nicely. Um... I mean, and then other songs like "Kiwi" wouldn't would not have been a One Direction song, um, but it, it but it you know it it has similar sounds to like "Little Black true. Dress" or "Little White Lies," um, so I mean it's definitely pushed way farther than that, um, but it, you know you can see where it might come from from those, but those aren't typically known as like yeah. Harry songs as like "Happily" was or that's Olivia true "Happily" would fit too. Yeah, I, I see happily in in Two Ghosts sort of being yeah. in that same realm. Um, Olivia, I don't know how Please. that would fit. I, I don't know as much of it would. Um, but
2: I'm still hoping he plays if it was it live.
1: I, I really hope he does. He has I to.
2: Really, really he loves he it so much.
1: I know. And we've never heard yeah. it live. What a
2: travesty. Is
1: that the word? I don't know. (laughs) Sounds right. Um, um, and then you were saying the themes on this album earlier. With Made in the AM, we sort of summed up the themes as very about nostalgia Mm -hmm. and, like, a very nostalgic album about looking in the past and going to the future, which, in terms of One Direction's careers, that's what was happening at the time, you know? They were making this huge transition, um,
2: So, what would you say are the central
1: themes to this album?
2: Um, a lot of, like, being young and having fun, um, and also, but also, like, a sense of loss, um, and, like, there definitely, Mm -hmm. like, are, uh, there's definitely, like, songs where there, it just seems like it's, like, a, you know, a one-night-stand kind of fling type of thing, like, no real heavily Uh emotional aspect or, like, ties, Um, just, like, the physical, which is, like, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the more upbeat songs, and they're just, like, kind of fun, and, like, but then there's, like, this, like, sense of loss and longing and, like, wanting, like, Mm -hmm. true emotional connections, but, like, not being able to find the words, um, or just, like, wishing the other person would reach out. That's, like, been a, also a constant thing, and also sort of just being in, like, transient spaces, like the hallway thing, um, the hallway theme, um, and, um... Yeah, I I think that's all that's coming to mind right now.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It has those sparks of life with like Carolina Kiwi, Only Angel, that are more like the um, like the fun sort of, almost less yeah. emotional. But it, it but they're not less emotional in that when you have the context yes. of, you know, the sort of sadness of not being able to have something steady. Or, like, not being able to feel the emotions you want to feel um, and have the connections that you want to connect. You said earlier, like, there's a theme of miscommunication and, like, not being able to talk and not being able to speak. I'm trying to find the tweet now, but there's a tweet that compiled some of the things Harry said. And he says, like, we don't talk enough. Like, like, we, like there's other lines that he says about specifically just mm-hmm. not speaking to each other um, in, like, multiple different songs where there just seems to be a disconnect between some of the people in Harry's life and, you know, the... him. And there's, I think, there's that sort of feeling. And a feeling also of things being over and and reflecting on them and trying to... Just, like, being young and struggling with relationships and trying to figure things out. Um, And not necessarily in a terribly bad way, but in a way that's about, like, growing up and, like having to deal with these things and try to um, find people you connect with and being frustrated when you don't connect or communicate the mm-hmm. way you want to. Um, and then um, we sort of talked about these next couple of points. Um, <clears throat> how do you see this going on for radio? Like, what do you think about radio play and potential singles for this I don't this know.
2: I mean, I... I was trying to like figure out what the heck is going to be the next single. Um, yeah. I mean people were saying Sweet Creature, but I don't think I don't think so. Like I mean I It's it's starred as a single
1: though if you look at your iPod. Oh, that's what that is. really makes sense to me.
2: Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay, interesting. Um I thought I just accidentally hit a star or something. Um that's interesting. <laughs> um I don't think that's going to do well on radio. I don't know why they chose that.
1: Yeah, and, and also, who knows if that's, like, a single that's going to be promoted yeah. as a single, or if it was just, like, the star was there because it was released yeah. earlier. I'm not huh. really sure.
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, My friend was saying, like, ever since New York for a single, but I kind of would want, mm-hmm. like, a, like the live version type yeah, of too. thing for the single. Um, I don't know what else. Maybe, like, Woman or something.
1: Yeah, I had I had Woman and then Carolina I could see doing well, um, but I don't know what else. I don't think you can make something like Kiwi, or I don't think you can make that a single, even though it might be a fan favorite. I'm just not sure if people would get it
2: mm.
1: <laughs> immediately.
2: I think um, Only Angel maybe, but it feels like so rocky that it wouldn't go on pop radio. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I would love the live version of Ever yeah. Since New York. Um, I think the, the studio version's a little bit too slow and long. Oh yeah. I for think sure. they'd need a like a, a different version, especially after releasing Sign of the Times, which was so long. Um but a studio version of Ever Since New York I mean a, a live version would be great. And then yeah, Woman perhaps, Carolina perhaps, um, but I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to pick for potential singles, and I don't know how they'll do on radio, but I, I think that's maybe not something that Harry's too worried about, the radio play mm-hmm. of these songs, you know? Um, and we've sort of been grappling with favorites and least favorites. Would you say there are any that are a couple that are standing out to you? Huh.
2: I think Meet Me in the Hallway for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think Kiwi and Woman, oh my god, I don't know, I love Two Ghosts too, and like From the Dining Table, it's <laughs> just know. like so emotional, but I don't know if it's like a favorite, because I'm not gonna replay it as much, I don't think, but I also still yeah. gonna always have a place in my heart, um, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just like list like half the album, <laughs> yeah, that's, what about you?
1: <laughs> I mean, there's only yeah. ten songs, I know. so... You know, back when we did One One Direction's, if we named five songs, then it would just be like, you know, twenty five percent of the album. But now we list five, yeah. and it's half of the half of the album. Um, I would say, oh, it's so hard. I love "Meet Me in the Home. I Love "From the Dining Table." "Woman" is amazing. I love "Carolina," despite being torn about mm. the lyrics. <laughs> I I love the song a lot. Um. What else? There was another one that I was. Oh, Kiwi. Oh, and Only. I, know. And I don't know. It's too hard at this point. It's too hard. Um perhaps it'll become clear with time, but perhaps not yeah. as well. Like I'm not really sure. Um I feel like with the other albums I kind of knew more right it like with One Direction's albums I knew right yeah. away which ones were my favorites. But also like perhaps I'm just thinking in hindsight. I know with Made in the AM I did immediately yeah. love Olivia. I know that that was going to be my favorite, but I'm not sure. Like, with four. But, like, Girl Almighty was just amazing. No Control was amazing. I just think those like, more standout
2: (laughs) songs. And I think because maybe the other songs were a bit weaker in our eyes. But this one is just so strong all around that it's, like, it's harder to find a weaker link.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I would say the ones that I... Not that they're not my favorites, but I probably won't, like, go back to as much would be Sweet Creature. Perhaps. Perhaps the studio version of ever since new york i think i'll just put on a full live version and that'll be Mm. the version i like more although the the studio version has a really nice like sleepy yeah it's really calming it yeah uh i don't know um perhaps two Mm. ghosts i don't know (laughs) i know that's one of a lot of people's favorites but i think there's some that stand out Mm. more to me than that one I'm not sure. Um, It's really hard to say at this point. I also don't like saying because then I feel like I'm concreting them in Mm. my head that way. Not just for you guys, but also for me. Um, um, Okay, I wanted to read some reviews of the album that some people have said uh, online. Rob Sheffield for Rolling Stones said, and you guys should go all read the reviews because um, people have said some really, really nice things and I love hearing people's words about harry and like reading what they think of him um so rob sheffield said harry styles doesn't just want to be a rock star he wants to be the rock star and on his superb solo debut the one direction heartthrob claims his turf as a true rock and roll prince a sunshine superman and a cosmic dancer in touch with his introspective acoustic side as well as his glam flash um, I, I, I really can... like that. Didn't love the heart throb. But... I mean, Cosmic Dancer.
2: <laughs> like, he, I feel like he gets it.
1: Yeah, Rob Sheffield should go and like help uh, comb over Harry's songs yeah. for those last last him. minute. Um, yeah. Uh, Jem Aswad from Variety. uh said, um, why do I have E.P. written beside that? <laughs> Don't know. Um, Harry Styles is that. Uh, is that rare generation-spanning, forward-thinking, retro album, one that nods to the past without garishly repeating it? Apart from an occasional self-aware wink, think Amy Winehouse, Justin Timberlake, and of course Adele, although he doesn't sound much like any of them apart from the Adele-esque grandiosity of the lead single, Sign of the Times. Um, and then Eve Barlow, um, did a track-by-track for Variety which was a great read um, and said it's rock and roll. Oh, it's rock Mm -hmm. and it's roll, but it's also soft and sensitive produced by Jeff Basker. It's a record that could force the position of mainstream Mm -hmm. radio, Um, which I thought was interesting to coincide with our discussion of will this do well on radio or not? Um, Perhaps, as we've said before in the past, it could push mainstream radio to a new direction. Um, and there's already been people talking about, perhaps this could end up at oh the my Grammys. God. <laughs> As, because the reviews have been so good, um, Harry's album, on average, has actually done better review-wise than Ed Sheeran's album, nice. Divide, if you look at, like, the percentages on, I think it's, like, the metric or something, it has, like, a compilation of reviews, mm-hmm. something with an M. Um... And do you think there's potential for this to be either an album of the year or Best New Artist? I mean, with Zayn there was, like, rumors that he couldn't be Best New Artist because he'd come from One Direction, um, which seems kind of stupid to me. I think One Direction is very uh, yeah. different from Boys <laughs> Going sure. Solo. So I don't know why you would ban them from Best New Artist if you know especially they didn't win it's not like they were nominated for I just for feel best like Megan Trainor
2: got to be best new artist for like 7 years in a row like so what are the like <laughs> limits
1: literally I I feel like I mean I'm glad everyone's saying good things about this album and I think um as it goes we'll see more what you know the the people who get to make these decisions yeah. think um but you know I have high me hopes me too man. <laughs> Um, Okay, so there's a ton more stuff to discuss um, and we want to talk about all of Harry's live performances that he's done. Um, He's continuing to do more this week on James Corden. He had an entire performance at the Garage and the Today Show. And he's worn incredible outfits and all that stuff. And we want to dedicate a lot of time to dissecting all of that and going through it. um, And we don't want to rush it. So we are going to do... We're going to skip ahead and just do some final thoughts on Harry's album and close the show and save all this good stuff um for next episode um because i don't want to cheat it because there's just so much content here to discuss and so many good outfits and freaking harry's cover of (laughs) so random so good ultra light beam like that's the whole discussion Mm. we need to have um so let's just jump to final thoughts Um, after hearing Solo Harry for the first time and thinking about everything we've got, including all the performances we've got that are live, what are your thoughts on Solo Harry? How does he compare to what you thought? Is this what you were expecting? Tell me everything. I
2: just am so happy that there's, like another great album in the world that I get to enjoy and the fact that it's Harry. I just feel like, I wonder, I think I would like it. I think I, I honestly would like it, even if it wasn't Harry. And um, But mm-hmm. having the background that it is Harry makes it 20 times better for me. Um, But I think yeah. that, like... I don't know, I'm just so excited to see, like, what he does. It's already so good. And it, I'm just so happy, like, now. Mm-hmm. I was, like, so excited to, like, listen to every single song individually, but now having the entire package to listen to is so yeah great and i'm so happy that i have this album that i get to like listen to over and over again like i think there's something to be said about like enjoying a song like for the first time and having that first time experience but like being able to really sit with an album is going to be such a treasure and a joy and just like i'm i'm really excited um and i just like already his performances have been so good and his outfits have been amazing Mm. um I just feel like he's going to keep getting better and better. Like the transformation that we've seen from SNL to, you know, even Graham Norton or, and then to James Corden. I mean, I haven't watched that one, but from what you've been saying, that was good. And like, I just, I feel like he's, it's only, it's only up from here and I'm just excited to go on the journey with Harry Edward styles.
1: Me too. I, I, like you said, I'm so excited and I think, there's so many things coming out of this era and being able to hear the album finally, after not having an album from One Direction for, like, like two years or a year and a half or whatever, um, being able to finally just get new stuff to, you know, soak mm-hmm. into and really pull apart and listen to it and indulge in um, is so special. And getting to listen to the whole album on repeat and figure out all the little details... And, and listen to it in different contexts with different people. Like, I can't wait to share oh, it with too. my family and share it with you and with our listeners. And having this podcast obviously allows us to do that in a really special way as well. Um, and I'm just... I'm so happy and overwhelmed. And, you know, this was what I was expecting, but it also mm-hmm. wasn't what I was expecting in many ways. Um, and it's just a full package journey that we're on and is also just beginning, which is really exciting. Um, And we don't know what he's doing this summer, really, because tour starts in fall and presumably he'll be promoting the album and and stuff like that. But, you know, he did a surprise show at the garage where, you know, you just had to Mm -hmm. show up for and get tickets right there at the door. So we really don't know what he has planned. He could have really exciting things planned for the summer, which... Um, We're going to find out shortly, which is exciting. And Dunkirk is
2: happening, so that's going to be exciting, too.
1: I know. Dunkirk is happening so soon. It's May now. We have two more months until Dunkirk comes out, which is just super super exciting and i wonder when promo will start for that he did mention that he has speaking parts in a recent nice. interview which it's is true. great confirmed um because he was saying he was running lines with james corden um so that's really nice to know so i'm very excited about that and i feel like this is harry's summer because niall's not coming out until things in the fall and i think liam's ha- he's having a single out this friday um but i don't think his album will com- be coming out for a little while so it's definitely a harry summer here in the world as it is on talk direction um in terms of songs you want to dissect is there anything that's particularly jumping out to you that you're most excited to talk about oh on my the God, show in the i have
2: no idea i guess from the dining table um yeah and maybe kiwi just because it's such a weird weirdo <laughs>
1: yeah i agree and i maybe yes. maybe in the hallway as well i like i it is funny because those are the ones we were saying we wanted to to That's hear true. most. Maybe those
2: then,
1: are our favorites. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't want to put a label on. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I think those are the ones I would say too that I'm most interesting to dissect lyrically and talk about all the little yeah. bits too. Um, Just overall, such a strong album, such strong production. I'm so glad the instrumental was a focus. I forgot to say this, but that's one of the things I was looking for, for the instrumentals to take a focus, and I think they really did. I think the production and the instruments stand out so much on this album, probably more so than anything else, um, which I really, really love. I love it so much that there's so much attention to that detail that I think was missing mm-hmm. from One Direction's album, which makes it even more prominent listening to Harry's solo album. Um, so I'm so happy with that. And I think it's just, we've got so many good things to come from this and more live performances to see and hear from Harry. Cause he's been dropping details about what the songs are about here and there. So trying to collect all those details, um, and how he, the process of him writing it and all that type of stuff is so interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this summer and everything Harry has wow, to give us. I feel us. like we're
2: about to go on a grand adventure. And also, my friend is only into indie music, basically, and is, like, um, always giving me a hard time about Harry, just sent me a review from Pitchfork, and she says, I am mad that it's high, like, the rating. The one time I need Pitchfork to be pretentious, <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark, so I can't wait to read this, and just, like, gloat in her face. Yeah. And I just...
1: Wait, she doesn't like the album? I mean, album? she hasn't listened
2: to it. Um, yeah. yeah oh. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, I'm gonna make her listen to it. I'm gonna see her next week, but, um, yeah, just... just
1: my assumption for anyone who doesn't like the album is they
2: haven't <laughs>
1: <Yet>. <laughs> Or at least they don't like any song, because I feel like sometimes for this one, people could go, like, I love the kiwi, like, that type of side, and then other people are like, I like the two ghosts, mm-hmm. like, sweet creature, like, yeah. that type of vibe. So, I wonder if there'll be a mm-hmm.
0: split.
1: Um anyway we got we got we want to hear what you guys have to say about this album we gave our opinions on all the songs obviously we're going to be going in depth with it going into the live performances but send us your thoughts send us your thoughts on what your favorite song is why it's your favorite uh looking at the album from a feminist perspective do you have other interpretations for some of the lyrics we mentioned that we were uncomfortable with that could be interpreted in a better way um anything that we've talked about and also like there's obviously solo Nile and solo Liam stuff that we want to talk about too so send us your thoughts on that so that when we when we get the chance to talk about it we do um but yeah I am happy to to talk mm-hmm. about this album and I'm, I think this has been a really good discussion a very full one um for the amount of content mm-hmm. we had to talk about Um, um, thank you so much for listening to episode 98 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. I'm definitely going to be doing more polls about the albums as soon as my finals are done. Like I'm going to be up on the Twitter way more. Um, so make sure to go follow us over there. Especially if you're new and you're just joining us now because, as we know, we get thousands of listeners on every episode. We don't have that many people on Twitter and we love talking Twitter to you guys fine. on Twitter. So make sure to go follow our Twitter. Yeah, we have a huge family over there. And if you're thinking in your head that, you know, oh, I'm not someone who would probably do that, you're wrong. Go join the Twitter. I Like, it. it's awesome. We love you there. Come join and come say hi. Um uh, you can all also email us at talk under uh t- not talk mm. underscore talk direction at gmail.com no underscore in that one um you can go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com um our instagram which is just talk direction and you can follow us individually on twitter i am caitlin ir foster and caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n and Kara, where I'm can they Cara find underscore
2: pod, and Kara is with a c
1: and as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, you can go to patreon.com slash talk direction for a half hour extra bonus content um of epi- of bonus content for every episode. Um so this one's will probably be coming out sometime this weekend. Um, where we're going to do a whole half hour content on more One Direction stuff. So if you're interested in hearing that, plus all the fun features that we have over there, definitely go check it out. Um, you can also rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes. Um, just search Talk Direction. And we're also on SoundCloud um, and pretty much any podcasting app that you want us to be on. And I'm here. I'm Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening to us start discussing Mm. Harry Styles' first solo album. See you next time for episode 99, where we're probably going to be discussing more Harry, (laughs) (laughs) Liam's new song, Niles on the Loose, and more.
2: Bye. Bye.